This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor. the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the mighty Cuyahoga River, live from Cleveland, Ohio, USA, tonight from the War Room, this is the Emperor's Court, your anniversary world productions, vtwproductions.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Varyar. Always a pleasure. And no Highlander, unfortunately, he had to work again this weekend. So, Varyar, I think our schedule for doing this on Sundays is not working out as we had originally hoped. Yeah, well, his schedule is just so fluid. You know, he's every week is different. Well, unfortunately, know? I guess that it's, that's happens when you're in that particular kind of job so having said yeah. that we will have to look into some alternatives i think to get the three of us actually in here uh at one time but be that as it may ladies and gentlemen we have a full show ahead of you voyeur is in studio so things will go smoothly as they usually do until we get to irc and then everything falls apart i give it five minutes ten at the most derail speaking of derailed you almost got derailed on the way here i did what and actually happened to you so i was driving up and i hopped on the freeway and I don't know about everyone else out there, but a lot of the time if I'm driving, especially once you get kind of on a long straightaway, and I'm on that stretch of road for quite a while on the way up here, you kind of zone out a little bit. You're not really looking at all your stuff. You're just kind of paying attention to the road, watching the traffic. Right. I was going a little bit faster in traffic, not by much, by like maybe two, three miles an hour. Just not kind of noticeably. Cr- no. Just kind of creeping up on them. And I came up over a hill and went around the corner and, surprise, cop right behind the uh, traffic sign. Uh, one of those big, you know, where are we going signs. So I look down at my speedometer. It's a 65. I look at my speedometer. It looks like I'm going about 75. I'm like, ah, he probably won't get me. You know, I'm going about. <laughs> well, I'm going his last words. Oh, he probably right. won't get me. Well, uh, you know, I'm. Well, I figure I'm going right about with traffic. I'm not sticking out. I'm right. not doing crazy nonsense. But I look over at the cop as I pass him, and <laughs> he's looking right at me, like in his car. His head is turned to look at my car. Shit, you know. So. I pull over to the side of the road. I see him pull out behind me. He pulls right up. And at this point, I'm thinking, all right, I wasn't going that fast. He'll probably give me a warning or something. This won't be a big deal. He pulls up, and the first thing he says to me when, I, when he gets up to, to my window is, hey, listen, I really appreciate you pulling over like that. Do you know why I stopped you? 
Yeah, officer. You know, and, oh, at that that's point, a cardinal mistake right there, buddy. Don't. I know, I know. It. But you know, normally it's not a big deal, and I'm like. Yeah, I looked down, you know, I was just driving with traffic, and I wasn't really paying attention to my speed. As soon as I saw your car, I looked down, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, real polite with him. He seemed like he was being cool about it. I gave him my registration, my insurance, and all that stuff. Um, He goes back to his car, writes me a ticket. And I'm thinking I'm out of it because he was real cool. I was being real polite. You know, first thing he says to me is, hey, thanks for for stopping so quick. You know, it seemed like it was going to go well. And as many of you know, I was in the Marines for a long time. And usually on, that's, that's a, a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yes, especially because I have a tattoo of the Marine Corps symbol on my left bicep. And anytime I get pulled over, which isn't, it doesn't happen much. Um, in the last three years, it's probably happened three or four times now. I always get out of it because anytime the cop comes up, I slide my sleeve up a little bit to make sure it's visible. So, yeah. Conversation ensues. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were in the Marines, blah, blah, blah. And this guy and I actually talked, too. You know, he's like, hey, oh, uh, you were in the military. I'm like, yeah, I was in the Marine Corps for four years. Oh, did you go anywhere? Oh, two tours of Fallujah. You know, blah, blah, back and forth. He was in the Army, as it turns out. Okay, well, there's that might be Bastard, part of the problem. Yeah, <laughs> nasty freaking Army. So, yeah, he goes back to his car. Five minutes later, he walks back up, and he hands me his piece of paper. I'm looking at it like, damn it, <laughs> ticket. 10 miles an hour over, in a freeway, rolling with traffic. I didn't do shit. On a Sunday. Yeah, it was bullshit, but oh well. Do you have any priors? Have you gotten speeding tickets before? Is that what... Well, when I w- they took my license when I was 16, but... Okay, well, that well, should have come off the thing, Yeah, right? I mean, I don't have anything since then, and once you turn 18, that stuff goes away. <laughs> so, like, if he looks at my record, I don't know if... Sakani... Voyeur, I'm a black male, and I could have gotten out of that ticket. He must have just hate you. He did hate me. He, I don't know what I did. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, that's funny, Scotty. Yeah. I only ever had one ticket. One, and this was some years ago. I was late for an appointment for my daughter to get her to the doctors. So I'm doing 29 into 25. Okay. Okay. So and it's a side street, and it's not one that's heavily traveled. So you know, it's not like any big deal. There's a cop that's for whatever reason running radar. Now there's a bit of a rivalry at the time because my father happened to be the police chief of the neighboring city, uh-huh. and our two cities, the one we live in and the one next door, are pretty much considered just one giant city. We same, share the same high school, you know, the same uh, buildings and all that, but we have two different police departments. Nice. The problem is the one the city we live in has a very poor reputation for its cops. The city my father was the police chief in has a very good reputation for its cops, and they got a lot of the off-duty type of police, you know, security jobs in the area. Yeah. So there's a bit of a, a jealousy there. Well, uh, I get pulled over by this guy, and I've only been pulled over twice. Uh, the first time was with Highlander. I'll get to that in a minute. Anyways, so <laughs> I, you know, the guy comes up. He's like, yeah, do you know why I stopped you? I said, no, officer, I don't. And I've been told, I've been schooled, I've been coached, hmm. shut off your radio. Always act, you know, submissive. Don't oh, yeah. Ever, don't ever admit you know why it's happening. No, sir, I, I don't know what happened. Well, you were speeding. You were doing 29 and 25. You aware of this? No, officer, I wasn't. I'm trying to get my daughter to a doctor's appointment. Well, you're probably going to be late for it. Nice. So he comes, now, he, comes, he goes to his car, and he comes back. He's like, can I see your license registration? Now, normally, you would ask for that ahead of time. He went back and ran my plate and came back. So I'm sure what popped up, because I was still living at home at the time, um, this is actually probably about a year before I moved out, and he comes back and says, oh, license, registration. So I gave him the license, the registration, the insurance, which he didn't ask for the insurance. 
which told me, uh, and I even asked him, do you want to see my insurance? No, that's probably not going to be necessary. What a dick. So I hand him my get-out-of-jail-free car. He looks at, he looks at the back yeah. of it. It's got my dad's name in the back. No, you can keep this. Got a ticket. I'm like, oh, it's 160 bucks. Frack. That's So sucks. I had to pay it. 160 bucks for four miles 29 over. 29 into 25. Oh, well, that's $161. That sucks. And this was some years ago, you know, back before inflation all that. Right. The first time I got pulled over, I'm sorry, there's two quick stories here. No, uh, go nuts. I, there's, I actually got, I've been pulled over three times in my life. <laughs> okay, sorry, when I got a ticket. The first time was we were at uh, Highlander and I was coming out of a th- we were coming out of the Cinemark Theater in Independence, and we'd only been there a couple times. And this was like three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. I even forget. I'd have to ask him what it is we saw. It's like a three hour movie. I'm like, yeah, it might have been Gladiator. Oh, whatever the reason. I mean, it's late, so we're trying to get. We have to go left to get on the highway to go home, and we pull out of the area. And at the time, Cinemark hit was pretty brand new. It only just opened. So only had a couple engines, you know, engines ways onto the road that goes to the highway. Well, the one we went down happens to have a go right only sign. Now there's no traffic. This is two o'clock in the friggin' morning. We see a cop pass by, go all the way down. Now, I know what I'm about to do is wrong, so I wait till this bastard's a good half mile down the road, and then I make a left and I go down the road. I see him in my rearview mirror sideways stop, back up, and then come flying back up the road. This guy actually made a U-turn. He was waiting for you. To come back and get me. You want to talk about a bored guy. Yeah. Comes flying back up, pulls us over. We're in Highlander's car, and he had a cherry red Toyota Celica. And the thing looks like, I mean, it's a sports car, and it looks like a sports car. Pulls us over. Comes up, and this guy just being a real asshole, the Highlander. I mean... You know it was a left or right only. You went ahead and make a left-hand turn. Why do you think the rules only apply to you? You know, why is it that you think you can break the law and everybody else has to follow them? Yada, yada, yada. So he's like, give me your license. So I'm like, and I, I elbow him, like, here, give him this. He's like, what? I'm like, give him this. So Highlander takes it. It's it's a, uh, uh, Ohio, it's the benevolent, uh, what is it, the? Not the FOP, but. No, no, the other one. Okay. Uh, Christ, no, I can't remember what it is. It's like the Benevolent Ohio Patrolman Association. Okay. Like that. Whatever. There's two unions. This is the other one. And they flip back and forth between the two. Like, give this to him. And he hands it to him. And the cop, now, my dad at the time was not retired. He was active and he is was the police chief. Oh, okay. Has a, a nice reputation in Northeast Ohio. Flips him to the back and he looks at it and he stops. And he just kind of pauses. He's like, wait a minute. No, you're the passenger. He's the driver. So this is implied to him. I said, well, he is a friend of the family. So, yeah, I guess that would apply to him. Oh, all right. Well, you just, just, just pay attention to the signs next time. All right, guys. Just took the wind right out. I mean, went from like full blown asshole to meek as a cat. Hands it back. Awesome. Walks away. Awesome. Third time, and this happened. Oh, about three weeks before the wedding last year. We were on our way, Miriam and I were on our way to see a movie, and it was one of the rare nights we actually got out. We were going to the uh, Regal Cinemas in the Promenade in Westlake, and just as I'm starting to go through, I'm at the, the corner of where uh, uh, Stearns and Fitch is. I'm, that's wrong. Bagley and Stearns. Okay. And it, the r- r- light turns red just as I'm passing underneath it. Two d- cars back is the city we live in, or the city that my father used to be a police chief. This is, he's been retired since 01. Sees me blow right through it. Pulls right around near the car, 
races down, pulls me over. I'm like, ah, shit. Right as it turned? Yes. Uh, I mean, petty. Again, that's a that's a dick move by a cop. Because I've had I've gone through a I always blow yellows. I mean, I if it's yeah. turning, I'm going through. Never been pulled over. I mean, I've had cops watch me do it. Never been pulled over. Not for that, anyways. Really? I mean, I yeah. I thought. I mean, this was pretty bang bang play. Did he actually get the ball before he hit the bag type thing? So right. Pulls me over, walks up. He's like, "Yeah, can I see your license and registration, please?" I said, "Yeah." Takes one look. He's like, "Wait, it's your father," and he gets my father's name. Like, right? Yeah, that's me. He's like. Well, shit, why didn't you say so? That guy hired me. Get out of here. I'm like, well, I, you know, he's like, no, next time you get pulled over by one of us, you tell him, hey, I'm so-and-so. Get out of here. Nice. So we're like, on our way. Mystic Man is pissed. Pissed. <laughs> ask her. When you go back upstairs, yeah. ask her. She was mad. Not that I got pulled over. She was mad that I didn't get ticketed. That you got out of it. Yes. Oh, she was pissed. That would have never worked for me. I can't believe that. That took less than 30 seconds. Damn special treatment. Yes. Yeah. I can't believe that. I'm like, honey, you're going to be an in-law. It might work for you for a while until these guys retire. I don't care. That's not fair. That took 30 seconds. He took one look at you, and we're on. I'm going to call my dad and tell him. So he calls her dad and says, Do you, believe, you won't believe what just happened. Like, she was literally mad. I got out of this ticket. I'm like, That's funny. Would you rather me have to pay 200 bucks for a yeah. ticket? Well, No. <laughs> uh, I think my my worst one was when I I was uh, I think I was seventeen. I might have just turned eighteen at the time. Lost my license. Now back then, those summers, I was working up at my dad's store, which is about forty five minutes from where I lived. Right. So I have to take the turnpike from up there back home every day at the end of the day. Um, if I remember right, we'd had a weight order come in. My dad owns a, uh, or owned a sporting goods store, and you know. Weights, dumbbells, owns. things like yeah. that. Owns. Um, weights, dumbbells, things like that. They don't just magically appear. you got to pull them off the truck. So it's been a long day. I'd been working all day. I'm Which tired. sucks, I might add. Oh, it's awful. Tired as hell. And at the time, I'm dri- or I've actually, I was driving the same car I have now. It's, the, it's a blue Sebring convertible. And yes, I've heard all the jokes. You <laughs> bastards. But it's free, so there you go. Can't knock it. Um, but anyways. Yes, I can. It, yeah, you can. But <laughs> still, it's free, so I'll take it. Um, but anyways, I'm driving home. It's summer. It's beautiful out. So the top's down. I have, at this point, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm sweaty. I have taken my shirt off. I've taken my shoes off. I've got one foot propped up on my side view mirror. I'm going about 110. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, really? <laughs> cop pulls me over and just looks at me. I mean, literally, it was one of the funniest things because the look on his face, because he took one look at me and was like, you're not running from something. What the hell are you doing? Are you retarded? <laughs> You had to see me. I wasn't even hiding. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't have any time. I'm going really fast. Because <laughs> so, I was a kid and I was an idiot. So they took my license for that one. That was my worst one. The rest of them, they were all like today where it's like, yeah, I guess you could give me a ticket if you're a dick. But that one I truly earned. Yeah. <laughs> took my license away for like six months and ticketed me and I had to go to those classes. And those... apparently you got you learned nothing. You I learned nothing. zero from that experience. Well, I don't put my foot on the side view mirror anymore. Okay, so, well, that, you know. The 110, I'm sure, is what also, you know. Yeah, that one. You. Well, I'm not sure the uh, the the uh, convertible would get to 110 anymore. That was back when it was relatively new. 
I just hoping it gets to 60 and doesn't die. Well, yeah. I got to get my brakes fixed. <sighs> Anyways, folks, here's the info you need to get in on the here's show. Here's how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel VTW. Dusek says, I've got a white Sebring I'm about to get rid of. See? You're not the only, you know, pseudo homosexual that's got a Sebring. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts my feelings. <laughs> my car has served me faithfully and well. <clears throat> Honestly, though, I, despite I, the overtones and all the jokes that you can make free, about a Sebring uh, convertible, free. I'll tell you, that thing has been reliable as hell. I that's haven't I had any major problems with it ever. See, I don't... I, it's really weird, because like in World of Warcraft, I, I have to have all the different rides. I, I care what I look like. In real life, I don't care. Right, yeah. It's a car to get me from point A to point B. Get exactly. Work, back. I don't care what it looks like. Does it have a speaker system that works? I'm a, kind of an audiophile, and that's Oh, it. yeah. I don't yeah. even care what it looks like. I don't. Same thing. As long as the stereo works and it drives, it I'm clean. good. That's, you know, yep. that's all I care about. So Yeah. Anywho, a lot going on this week. Um, we were not here last week. It was the July 4th weekend. We kind of took that off. Maniac says, I feel good about owning a truck. Maniac, I'm with you on that. Truck is, I think, my next gun vehicle. The a dog. Big Confederate flag on the back. A cooler full of beer. There you go. Generic southern beer. Insert whatever it is here. <laughs> like, you know, Rebel Yell or, you know. You can get away with PBR. Jim Crow beer or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Crow beer. <laughs> we're bringing it back. Anyways, last week we were not here. Uh, I believe it was Monday. Well, we were here, but we were not on the air. Right. We had a very competitive game of cornhole going between you, myself, uh, Baron Von Gosu, and Highlander. By the way, we were wrong. It's 27 feet between cornhole boards. We had it set for 23. Really? Yeah. Well, then I am blaming that on the fact that I suck. Or I'm blaming the fact that I suck on that. Let me I reverse that there. Oh, because you would have done better if you had to chuck it an extra four yards. Right, exactly, feet, because I, I would have been ready for that. That's regulation. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, fine. At any rate, yeah, we had uh, grill out, had steaks, and we watched Twilight. It was very masculine. But the <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, we actually yeah, watched we, Twilight. Yeah, we did watch Twilight. It, but, was, uh, it was great. We cried and held each other, and it was fantastic, really. I was crying from the laughter. We got the uh, riff yeah. tracks. For, actually, Highlander had the riff tracks for uh, uh, the, the Twilight. Now, that was the, funny as hell. It was. That was, that was awesome. funny as hell. Badger cam. Done. Badger cam, <laughs> yeah. It was over. The cameraman's now being attacked by a badger, and then badger cam. And everyone in the room is crying. <laughs> I mean, we were all in tears. Just <laughs> Your gay is holy it was, Oh, my God. It was one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. If, if you guys out there are interested in you know comedy, which all of you should be, get the riff tracks for it. Watch it. It's funny as hell. If you listen to this show, and obviously comedy is your thing. Right. So, uh, yeah, I highly recommend Rift Tracks. Go to Rift, I was at RiftTracks.com. You can get them from Just download them. Yeah. It's like two bucks. It is worth it. It'll make any horrible movie into at least watchable. Well, I mean, the nice thing, with, especially with the Twilight one, is, and with most of them, they're talking enough and making enough jokes that you really don't have to pay attention to the actual shitty, awful dialogue. Right, you don't. Which is, and they bring it up a couple times. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, three or four words or, uh, or you know, uh, what? It's, yeah. And that's dialogue. It's god-awful. No. It's god-awful. Now, I did not see, because I was cooking dinner, uh, the 300. 300 uh, riff tracks. How we only started, we only got a little ways into it, but it was pretty funny. It was uh, okay. we, we should probably all sit down and watch that one, too. That one was pretty good for where we got to, anyways. 
It's uh, Rift Tracks Maniac. Basically, R I F F T R A X. Um, yeah. Basically, uh, the guys that used to do uh, MST 3000, um, they broke up, and half of them went and started doing these riff tracks. And basically, they'll watch a movie a couple times, and they'll make a script with all these jokes about what's going on in the movie. And then you watch the movie and listen to the riff tracks at the same time, and you sync them up. And you're watching the movie, and they're making jokes about what's going on. It's funny as hell. Right. What Highlander does is he loads the movie up to his computer. Then he syncs the audio file. Think about it, if you were watching one of my old, um, uh, one of my old audio games, Warcraft Three or Starcraft, what have you. What you do is you, you start the replay, and then you start the audio. All right, same thing here, except he, may, he you know, he, he mixes them together. He overlays the Rift Tracks audio, which you can download. It's like two bucks. You can get it from RiftTracks.com. And it, like Varyar said, it's it's. I think Mike's on there, and the guys who do the voices for uh, Tom Servo and Crow, and you know, they're doing that. And they're making jokes. Just like they think about it as a live Mystery Science Theater 3000, you know, to whatever movie. And they've got every movie you can think of. Transformers and 300 and Battlefield Earth and Batman and Robin, you name it. The George Clooney Batman and Robin, which needed to be mocked and was mocked quite well, well in my I thought, opinion. Yeah, I yeah they did a really it. good job. You can also do your own riff tracks and upload them there. Hmm. What an interesting idea. I'm in. You we, know I'm in. We've we've discussed this actually ad nauseum. What we need what we need to do uh, is actually sit down and actually grab a movie, watch it a bunch of times. But it's got to be a movie that everybody has. If we're going to do this and do this right, because we've got the computer now that can run it, we right. can, that can record what we need. We've got the microphones. We just got to write out the script and then do it. Well, I mean, if we can all sit down and agree on a movie, we can watch it on our own time a few times, come up with our ideas, and then all sit down, watch it two or three times, and kind of. Put it all together. See, the problem was I had originally, a couple weeks ago, I, and I was sending out the emails, uh, I had suggested Twilight. I was, and I, you know, I should have known they had done it. I, I just didn't know they had done it so well. Yeah, I don't want to really try no and point. compete with no, that. That was, that was, yeah, that was about as good as it could have gotten. But they're going to, they have, will have done most movies. That's the problem. Right, but are they all going to be as good as Twilight? Probably. I mean, there's going to be, well, <laughs> or close. Yeah, I mean, they are professional comedians, but still. You know, I'd rather go with something that they hadn't done just such a bang-up fucking job on. So, yeah, that's in the works. I don't know. There's no time frame on that because we haven't even actually sat down because we're going to have to watch it three, four, five times to get the timing down. We're going to have to watch it probably two or three times just to get some jokes put together. Sure. You know, just to put together a decent script and then a couple more times to get the timing after that. Manly Stuff says, I vote Independence Day. Good idea. I'm not doing a three-hour movie. Not for my first one. Understandably. Maybe we could find something short, like an hour and a half or hour and 15. Oh, there's a lot. I mean, any more. There's quite a few of those movies coming out all the time. And that's fine. That's perfect. So speaking of movies like that, uh, I was watching uh, Netflix, streaming Netflix over the uh, weekend. Okay. Airplane is not on Netflix. Airplane 2. Yeah. But not Airplane. There are a lot of things It's that from need the to late 70s. Yeah. What the hell? Put it on Netflix, damn it. Not just on Netflix. Make it stream because there's so yes. many movies, even old movies, that I would love to watch on right. there. DVD only. Suck my butt. Look, I want to watch the movie now. I don't want to watch it in three days. I don't schedule my free time. See, and the problem is that it, I know why they're doing it. And I guess it makes good business sense. They're doing it because they want you to pay an extra 2 to $3 well, a yeah. month for that. De- you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll pay the extra 2 or $3. Let me stream to it. To stream. Right. Put it on there. I'll pay an extra $5 to stream it. That's a speed racer. 
That's another one. That one, I've seen parts of it on, uh, it was either Stars or something, it would be on Late Night. That deserves mockery as well. I, I've seen the trailer, and it looked like somebody's on an LSD trip. Uh, yeah. I watched, I'd watch like five minutes of it, and then switch to HBO or whatever I was watching at the time. But yeah, from what I saw, that deserves mockery. And we're just the men to bring it. What about Star Wars? I would mock the hell out of that thing. Yeah, I could mock Star Wars. I hate Star Wars. Change my vote to Jurassic Park. I've never actually seen that all the way through. I it didn't hold Wait, my attention. Wait, the I first one? Yeah, I guess. Really? Yeah. Well, right. I like dinosaurs. I, I just, I just, I don't I think I've seen it. the other ones all the way through. Uh, like so I've never seen two or three. Either, but. but the first one, you gotta see the first one. I mean, it's bad, but it's good bad. <laughs> it's good bad, right? You no, know, it sucks, but it's a good kind of suck. Oh well, yeah, I mean, a guy gets eaten by a T Rex while he's sitting on the toilet. You just can't. I mean, those are moments you need to see in your cinematic life, really. It's one it of those movies, a big screen. Yeah. It's not quite as hilarious, I guess. Eh. It's still funny. It's, yeah. So, uh, Kick-Ass? Eh. I don't know. It's kind of hard to make a comedy out of a comedy. I mean, you could. It's something that's already mocking itself. Right. So And deliberately. I mean, there are a lot of movies that make fun of themselves and don't mean to, but... That one at least For does. example, G.I. Joe. Which we've discussed oh, ad nauseum. There's a good one. By the way, I just read something. I, I don't even know why. What the hell? I don't even know why. I looked it up this past week. Um, only two of the characters from, or at least two of the actors from the previous movie are going to be in the sequel. They're Nobody making a sequel to G.I. Yes, Joe? coming out next year. Tell me Channing Tatum's gone. Nope. He's one of the two they're keeping. Shit. Him and the guy who played Storm Shadow. That's it. Everybody else has been replaced. The redhead's gone? I know. She uh, was Rachel the only Nichols. one I wanted them to bring back. I don't know. I kind of like Sienna Miller, the Baroness. Yeah, she was okay. Look, for me, the okay. okay for me, the iconic scene of that movie is redhead on a treadmill. All right, yeah. just <laughs> thank you, God. I appreciate it. Get out of here, Wayans. You're ruining this for me. So, yeah, I can't I believe they're not Rachel bringing Nichols. her back. Yeah, she's smoking hot. I I agree. Lenore, Epp, what kind of computer would be perfect to play Empire Total War? I was able to play Medieval Two well enough, but Empire's a bit much. Wow. Uh, if you're going to run Empire Total War, that's very graphic intense. There's a lot going on. Uh, you're going to need at least a dual core, at least four gigs of RAM. Uh, and you're going to need a pretty beefy video card. You can run it with 256, but you're going to want at least 512 on the video card. Otherwise, you're just it's going to be chugging along. If you're playing single Especially player... Especially the naval... Especially the naval battles will slow down oh, if you, you don't na- have a yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, unless you're playing at, like, no graphics or whatever, or right. no detail. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're playing single player, it's going to be a lot easier because it streams a lot quicker. If you're playing multiplayer, more is better. Uh, the more you can pack in there, the better. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I actually yeah. like uh, A Few Good Men, the suggestion there. My boss and I, the other day, were arguing about Tom Cruise. That's Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson, right? Yes. And he was all... He's a big fan of, like, The Last Samurai, which I thought was just a dog shit of a movie. I thought it was all right. I it would have been it. a lot better had it not been Tom Cruise. Ex- well, here's my thing. Okay, I'm not to just completely tangent here, but here's my problem with The Last Samurai. You're off and running. All right. The Last Samurai, Tom Cruise cannot be the last goddamn samurai. He's the white guy. I mean, nobody has a problem with this. Like, and my boss 
Why'd you think it was called The Last Samurai? I thought Tom Cruise would meet The Last Samurai <laughs> or help The Last Samurai right. or find The Last Samurai or something. But at the end of the fucking movie, the Japanese army's just mowing these guys down with Gatling guns. Suck it, you sword-wheeling little bitches. Da-da! <laughs> Take it, you know. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then Tom Cruise, the only pale face in the entire group, runs up in his Japanese armor with his katana, and they're like, oh, he has so much honor. And they stop shooting? I would have mowed that fucker down. I would have taken delight. In just cranking the crank and just filling them full of bullets. But it's only because it's Tom Cruise. Because it's Tom Cruise, and I don't think he's that great right. an actor. Now let's inject a little bit of history into this. The group that did that, and there was a group, it's based right. on a true story, no, I know. was not American. Nope. It was a French soldier, and it was a French group that went and did it. I didn't know that part. Yeah, they were sent... Um, yeah, it was a French Republic sent them. It was a, a Frenchman who actually resigned his commission in the French army... With some of his guys, and they joined the rebellion because they were training some of the Japanese. They were trying to train up their army because the the Japanese actually modeled their armies based off of at first France, and then later when they got the hell kicked out of them, the Germans, oh, okay. the Prussian German army. So not a bad army yeah. to model yourself after, right? No, not at the time. I mean, the invention of the general staff and all that. So, so there's your little history fact. Interesting. It was French, not American. Either Not way. to mention, as Desperado would say if he was here, that fucking traitor, he fucking <laughs> goes against his own people, shoot his ass. That was what he hated. I guess it was an okay movie. I just, I, I don't think, you know, there are plenty of people out there that think Tom Cruise is just this amazing actor. I don't. I think he's I mediocre at best. I, you cannot argue that the man's been extremely successful, yes. and it's all because you know he's got that whole pretty boy thing. Although to me, he looks like a fucking vampire he's with those giant shit. teeth, and yeah, he looks like a goon. But whatever. But I mean, if you, I mean, literally, go down the list of Tom Cruise movies. Yeah. Name one that is really honestly made because of his acting. Ah, the silence is deafening. Well, I'm thinking. I, I, I to be okay, fair, let I'm me, thinking. Now, let me put the um, just to bring up he's some of the arguments. He's not a horrible actor. Go he's ahead. not awful, but he's not great. It's that's the, my the problem point. Is it's the same guy every time. Exactly. It's like watching Samuel Jackson. It's like watching yeah. Ben Stiller, except drama instead of comedy. Right. The difference you know? being that Ben Stiller and Samuel Jackson don't care. Right. They know they're playing the same guy every time. And, and Tom that, Cruise thinks he's this yes. diverse, amazing actor with awesome range. But, I mean, think about it. Okay, A Few Good Men. Widely regarded as a great movie. What is the one quote from A Few Good Men that everyone... And, Eddie, I hope you're listening to this because I'm still right and you're still wrong. But what is the one quote from A Few Good Men that everybody knows? The one delivered by the true legend. Exactly. You can't handle the truth. It's Nicholson. I used to know that whole speech by heart. Oh, yeah. I used to. I still got most of it. Barry, see if you can find me that uh, the sound clip of that speech. That's a hell of a speech. I like that That's an awesome speech. But the man's in the movie for 15, maybe 20 minutes. And it defies the movie. he's the one that, yeah, his quote's the one. Zarek, War of the Worlds? Oh, God. I hate you, Zarek. Hey, we got one. That was awful. we'll do that one for... uh, Keanu Reeves plays a two-by-four every movie he's in. All right, he's a giant plank of wood. He has no acting he's ability. Good in the Matrix? No, no. It's just that in the Matrix, his particular brand of sucky turned out to be awesome. Okay, fine. All right, <laughs> that's fine. As long even as a Matrix, bro- he's- in a, even a broken <laughs> clock's right twice a day. I mean, the guy. <laughs> look, he's a sucky actor. He's always been a sucky actor. He has no ability to show any emotion on his face whatsoever. I mean, he literally. I wish you guys could see me right now, but this is Keanu Reeves surprised. I know. (laughs) This is Keanu Reeves happy. This is Keanu Reeves sad. It's all the same. 
He has no range. He's not an actor. He's a placeholder. I could get a cardboard cutout of Keanu Reeves and put it on set, and I'm not sure people would notice the difference. And, I mean, no, a lot of these actors, in my opinion, are overrated and overpaid, too. But that's a whole different argument. Anyways, I went on way too far about that. But uh, Unfortunately, Barry, this does not have the whole speech. It's just bits and pieces. I need, like, the big chunk where he goes into the whole, you know. We live in a world, world with walls, walls, and that world, or those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Um, I wish you'd just say thanks and go on your way. Right. Yes. I don't care to be lectured to by a man who lives and dies yes. under the blanket of freedom, freedom that, that I, I provide, provide for him. Yes. Yeah. It, oh, great speech. Amazing speech. Uh, real quick. I, I'm getting lost here in IRC, but uh, quick. Winora says, is Napoleon any more forgiving? No. Uh, Graphic-wise, no, it is not more forgiving. In fact, the Napoleonic era, the costumes, well, costumes, the uniforms were much more colorful, and they, I'll give Creative Assembly their due. They really go all out when it comes to detail on uniforms. So if anything, it's actually more detailed. It's also a bitch of a game. It's a lot harder. Uh, second, real quick. Hey, Amp, I recently got an Android. Any application recommendations? I do have one, and I actually that comes from the Archbishop Shriggs, who is having a meltdown and tirade on the forums because a buddy of his who was in our guild just got hacked last night gets the um, Blizzard Authenticator app. It's free. Apparently, you can get that for World of Warcraft. So yeah, apparently what it does is it syncs in with your account. You have to type in this code that your Authenticator you know, randomly creates oh, nice. so that you can't log in unless you've got this app, you know. Very cool. Whatever it is, this authenticator. So go ahead and get that. Not to get distracted back, but manly stuff. <clears throat> Top Gun is a cool film. Change your name. Top Gun is the most homoerotic movie I have ever made. I don't know what it was with the 80s and Kenny Loggins, but any He was in everything. Uh, Kenny Loggins was like, yeah, everything. And anytime you have four guys getting oiled up and half naked to play volleyball, while, grinning at each other while Kenny Loggins plays in the va- background, all I'm not making any judgments. I'm just saying those four guys are going home with each other. <laughs> and if you. <laughs> And if you ever watch the scene in the locker room where Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise are about four inches away from each other face-to-face, I thought they were going to make out. I'm dangerous. Oh, I know you're dangerous. You're too dangerous. Let's kiss. It is the gayest thing I've seen since Brokeback Mountain. But how do you really feel, Varyar? God, it's a horror. I mean, look, I'm not going to say it's a bad movie because I got some enjoyment out of seeing it. But if you don't think that's a homo of a movie, I don't even know how to talk to you because it's about as gay as it can get. And I noticed you put on some nice background music for me. Yes, uh, actually, since we talked about the scene, I thought I put in there. I actually got that song. So gay. Right now is about where they're smacking each other on the ass. <laughs> a good game. <laughs> and Tom Cruise goes up for the spike. Oh, look at the sweat glisten off his toned body. Val Kilmer's right, see, eyeing I look, him. I did not watch that movie into that kind of detail. It's I, so gay. I'm a little sad that you did, but... Uh, Mock me if you must. Okay, we actually. He's, there it is. Right, Barry got me a video of it, but I, I'm looking for the sound clip. So I guess I'll have to try and find it when during the break. I'd like to actually That's have an, that for my own collection, but that is an awesome yeah. speech. So Very nice. All right, up for this. I, okay, it's good. <laughs> I was wondering how long Stop. you were going to let that play. Well, I well, we were on the topic. I thought right. it was you know, appropriate. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? His voice is always the same tone as expression every show. Okay, they're debating, I'm assuming. She says, uh, Orlando Bloom. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean. I thought he was decent in that. Okay, they're talking about Orlando Bloom. How do we get on Orlando uh, I Bloom? I, I guess they're discussing other people that you know kind of suck. Oh, he can only play an elf with, elf no, with emotion. no emotion. By the way, he is playing Legolas again, from what I understand, in The Hobbit. 
Oh, okay. So there you, you know, there you go. And <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, they're shooting. I believe they start shooting. I want to say this fall for the next two movies. Five and six are going to do together. I didn't Pirates. know they were making more of them. Oh yeah. Well, well, I mean, they're making money. I guess that. They, well, and that's of course what, they're going to. I guess that's what uh, what's his nuts said uh, to help. I mean, I'm just wondering. I mean, how many stories can you really pull out of that? As many as you want. I mean, well, yeah. And it's the age of golden age of piracy. You can write all kinds of shit. That is true. But, that is uh, true. It's uh, Johnny Depp. I mean, they just it just breached a billion dollars. Wow. Last week. I didn't know it had gotten that high. Yes, worldwide. So Damn. they're going to shoot five and six. They told everybody who's in the movie. Don't make any long-term plans. Disney shooting five and six together. So there'll be two more movies at least. And he says, while we're making money, I'll keep doing Jack Sparrow. So, I, you know, it's the kind of thing I'm getting worn out on Jack Sparrow. I, you know, I'm not. I thought it was entertaining. I, I, I like the character. You know, I got my money's worth yeah. when I go to see the movie. So, yeah. You know. uh, speaking of things I did not get my money's worth, uh, I tried over the, actually last week, a buddy of mine gave, lent me a copy of uh, Duke Nukem Forever. I Holy heard, shit. Yeah. I Do almost, not waste your no, money. My God. To. I heard I heard horrible things. I'm not picking it up. Don't. I'll pick it up for like 10 bucks used. Okay, that's fine. I'm not going to pay mean, There's a couple of chuckles in there. There's a couple of good one-liners. But right. that's it. The gameplay is awful. It's jerky. It's it's uh, it's not the kind of first-person shooter I like. I'm a bit it, of a Twitch player. I like you know accuracy. I like movement. Right. Fluidity. This doesn't have any of that. Uh, it's In its defense, and there's not much you can say here, but it has been in development so long. You have to. You can only imagine how much of a patchwork that code is, because I don't think they just restarted a couple years ago when they decided to to actually finish the game. You know, it was in development for a long time. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you know, Duke Nukem became synonymous with vaporware. So I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they did a shitty job. Everything I've heard, I haven't touched it. I'm not going to. Right. Um, I, I would. But. Everything I've heard agrees with what you just said, that it's just not worth it and a total disappointment. Uh, Barry has finally sent me, unfortunately, it's just where you can just play it. You actually can't download it that I can see. Hmm. Uh, unless I buy it, actually. Uh, yeah, it looks like you can unlock that. Oh, none left. How we missed thee. No, I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just ripping it, Barry. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. We'll find it at some point. Onan says, uh, Duke Duke Forever is a great game when you're so drunk that you don't even know what flaws are. Well, the developers yeah. actually said that. I think they just wanted to get it out there just to get it out there, just so you could, I mean, the stigma's gone. It's longer vaporware, now it's just a shitty game. Yeah. You know, it, it's what, I was doing one of my Wikipedia crawls when I'm bored at work, and this one thing led to another. I was looking up, you know, I wanted to do a uh, stupid video game moment of history this week because Highlander, I, I figured, might be out again. I was going to do a Duke Nukem Forever, but I figured... You know what? It's so new, everybody's already aware of why it is. Right. You know that it sucks, whereas a lot of games that, that Highlander does tend to be rather obscure or games, you know, from way back when that most people don't remember that, you know, we would have played. Yeah. Having said that, I, I kind of launched into, and that kind of led to the biggest box office flops of all time. And then just kind of going hand in hand, and I want to see, you know, movie. I don't know why today's theme is movies, but movies going with, uh, you know, games in big flops. I just. I don't understand why they would have released a game that they knew was going to be bad. They had to know oh, yeah. this was a shitty game. And, like, you know, they just said in IRC, the developers knew it was going to be bad and said as much ahead of time. Right. So. Oh, it's, I mean, Tech Priest put it in my inbox. Um, it's I figure it's one of those things where the publisher was just, look, we have the rights to this. 
It's everyone's been waiting on it. Right. Let's just put you know, let's just push it out there. You know, and the guys actually making the game. The developers are like, but it's not ready. It'll suck. You know, publishers just thinking dollars. Right. You know, because I'm sure they made a decent amount of money before all the uh, all the good God it sucks hype got well, around. Well, I'm yeah, because I think people. It was one of those. Well, you, you gotta have buy to buy it, it yeah. because of what it is. Now I don't, and I won't. And I do, but <laughs> right. I mean, it's one of those games that, yeah, it's been, everyone's been waiting on it forever. But there are good games from 20-some years ago that are still good, even if they were in development. Like, uh, I was just telling you before we went on the air, I was able to get Warcraft 2 working on the old Whopper 2. It works on XP. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's not like running around on a crack like the other you know, games from that era are. It, it slowed down. It works just like it did. It's great. I can't wait to start playing it again. Uh, in fact, we're going to try and jury-rid the Whopper 3 to get it running on the solid-state drive I have. All right. Keeping your fingers crossed for that. I don't know how long that's going to take or how hard it's going to be, but uh, manly stuff. Multiplayer Rainbow Road. I assume he's talking about Mario Kart. That's my favorite SNES. Even on the uh, new Mario Kart on Wii, it's my favorite road, my favorite map. Oh, I yeah. beat everybody except the Japanese on that one. <laughs> I hate playing multiplayer Wii, what, uh, especially Mario Kart when they're like showing you around the world where everybody's from. Yeah, like, Japan. Fuck. Uh, France, no problem. German, no problem. Mexico, <laughs> I didn't know they had Wii's. Yeah. And then it gets to Japan, and it's always some guy that's got like three triple gold stars, which means this is what he does for a living. Right. And it's him and his buddy are on there with the guest pass. It's like, I know how this is going to end. And they're blown by you. I don't know if they're cheating or whatever, but they're three quarters down the, you know, the after the first lap. And I'm at the starting zone just hoping to get off without, you know, spinning out of control. I'm like, what the hell? And I'm good at the game. Yeah. I don't know why, but in my head, I just have this picture of, like, a 15-year-old Japanese kid sitting in one of those yes, game chairs yes. with, like, the actual racing flame retardant suit on and a and helmet. helmet. <laughs> and he's just got his, he's got his little Wii wheel, you know, just kicking your ass up and down Mario Kart. And he is. I mean, I... I'm just sitting in your basement in America, just, son of a bitch. I'm going to go find my wife and enjoy the rest <laughs> of my life because I just got my ass kicked in a Wii. And that's terrible because I'm highly competitive and I hate losing. And I'm good at the game. It's just, and I swear, and my daughter will tell you, every time we see somebody from Japan, it's like, oh, you just want to leave, Dad. You want to disconnect and reconnect. Like, and you can't. I mean, unless right. shutting everything down. So, right. yeah. Yeah, so what are you going to do? Get your ass kicked by teenage Japanese kids. Yeah. I, I hope they're teenage because they're younger than that. It's even worse. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. Goomba Boy brings up Taikatana, which actually I believe was one of our uh, stupid video game moments of the week. And I remember back in the day when uh, they left id Software and they formed, what was it, um, Ion Storm to make Daikatana. Yeah. Oh, it was going to revolutionary first-person shooters as we as we knew it. Oh, it would be phenomenal. And it's it's all the geniuses that made Quake. And That was, um, that was John Romero, wasn't yes. it? Yeah. Yes. Well John played, Carmack Romero. Well played. Yeah. And it, it was one of the Johns. And, and it was, it was in, you know, we, we heard about, oh, well, Ion Storm is making a, a business uh, for game developers, and, you know, they've got huge breaks, and they can go and play arcade games and go play table tennis at work. And, oh, it's kind of weird. They're at this place in Texas, and there's guys walking around with their grunge shirts and combat boots and long hair, and they're out of place. But they're going to develop and create one of the greatest games ever to grace computers it was in development forever and it's okay well we're going to re redesign it and now it's going to be a different engine and we're going to build it all the way from the ground up and when it came out it was on the quake engine 
four years after Quake or five years after Quake, and I mean Quake Three was out, the whole new engine looked great. It was like two years overdue. Too, yes, wasn't all it was longer than that. Was it? It was a shitty game. Even by Quake standards, it was a horrible game. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and it killed Ironstorm. Thing... It, it, it collapsed the company. Everything collapsed. So well, they bet the whole thing on that game. Oh sure, absolutely. Well, it's the genius behind Quake. Well, Quake was such a, a revolutionary game for its time and for what it was. Right. You know, that, on top of what Doom had done, you know, the previous incarnation, had completely revolutionized the way first-person shooters were made. You basically had two ideas of thought. You had the competitive type of eSport, which was Quake. Right. Or you had the I'm half drunk or high, let's play Duke Nukem, or Duke, yeah, Duke 3D, <laughs> which was fun Yeah. at lands, and that was about it. And then Daikatana came out, and it's like, shit. Oh. Well, this sucks. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And what was the other one? I was, I, I was looking up MMORPGs also, and that was, again, on my Wikipedia crawl, different MMOs that were out there. And the, Swerfet says, I was playing Tetris on Facebook and getting my butt handed to me by 10-year-old Asian chicks. Not cool. No, I think that's actually very cool and, and funny because it's Facebook and you were playing it. You deserve to get your ass kicked by 10-year-olds of any you know nationality. Those people are insane at Tetris. <laughs> Wasn't Tetris a Russian game? I have no idea. Okay. Anyhow, um, Shadowbane was another one that was supposed to... Oh, I remember that. Yeah, the, the yeah. EverQuest UO killer that came out. Oh, it's going to be God's gift to PvP, and everyone's going to play it. It was in development and development and development, and eventually when it came out, it was horrible. And well, it died. Yeah. Passed its time. It was outdated. Nothing. I mean, it's the same thing right. that you're seeing with you know DNF now. It's, it's been in development so long that the technology has passed it by. Games that were in development for, you know, a year or two years instead of 12, 13. Three different developers. You know, they're, they're actually up to date. They're good. They're quality. Everything hangs together. But, you know, Duke Nukem Forever just took a beating in the development really process. Did. I mean, I'll be honest. I, when I heard it was coming out, part of me was excited because I was hoping for good news. I wasn't really expecting good news. And I, I would anyone that says they were expecting it to be great... I haven't met that person, and I would be surprised if anyone ever said that to me. Actually admitted straight-faced, oh, yeah, no, I expected a great game. Right, like, yeah, good, yeah. oh, man, it was such a letdown. I was, dude, Duke Nukem Forever, man, I was really waiting for that. I was really excited. Nobody's going to say that to you. I think everyone, at least in the gaming world, knew that there were probably going to be problems. Uh, again, based on all the history we just talked about, this happens. Good games don't come from... Three or four developer decade long development cycles. Cross your fingers and hope that everything works out. Right. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't it just never works out. And again, it goes back the tech passes us by, each developer has their own idea where the game's but gonna there's go. There's some low quality just... games out there that are still fun. I mean, look at Magica, that was uh, ten bucks for a game that was essentially just a redesign of Diablo in a lot of ways. And it was still yeah. fun, entertaining and, and held together. But it was ten bucks and you knew what you were getting. Dude, XCOM used to be my favorite yeah. game of all time. You can get the whole shebang for like five bucks on Steam. Yeah. So, you know, the hell is Xana talking about? I wanted to see that more of a curiosity. I see that's probably oh, yeah. when IRC is flying by. I kind of miss it. So uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, Dragon Bane failed. There's a lot of games out there, a lot of MMOs that are still active that have no business being active. In fact, I'm gonna pull it up here. Ashron's Call. Ashron's Call 2 oh, is dead. Yeah. Ashron's Call 1 is still active. 
uh, here's the thing with MMOs. Every time you know a company comes out with a new one, they're all, oh, it's going to be a WoW killer. Before WoW was around, oh, it's going to be an EverQuest killer. Right. You know, there's always the one that's on top, and then all these scrappy little bastards come out of the woodwork thinking we're going to, you know, our little independent studio is going to put something together to knock off the big guy. Like Darkfall or Darkfail. Not going to happen. Comes out, it's, yeah. You know. Most of them suck. Most of them are shit. There's a reason those guys are on top. There's a reason you're an indie developer. I'm not saying don't take your swing because sometimes these make, you know, the indie developers make great games, and it's a good thing they're out there. But don't try and bullshit me with it's a WoW killer. Right. It's an, you know, back then, it's an EQ killer. Doesn't happen. It's not going to happen. It's not coming out of your studio. You got five guys and a monkey. You know, it's... You're <laughs> the not monkey's putting, doing most of the work. Right. You're not putting together the next World of Warcraft. You're, you're not out there making... You know, some amazing game that's going to shatter expectations. You might be able to change a genre a little bit or innovate with, you know, some very creative storytelling or some interesting new sure. game mechanics. That's the benefit of having all these indie studios is all of them have good ideas and they kind of push they push the industry forward. They're the ones that can take the chances that the big studios can't. And they're the ones that when their new games come out and they have different mechanics and they have different elements that no one's ever thought of before. But these guys took the chance because what the hell do they care? They're five guys and a monkey. You know, the big studios can look at that and go, oh, shit, that's a good idea. We should incorporate that into Project X, you know, whatever Project X may be. You know, everything comes out. It's just a clone of everything else that's already out. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that's how anything's going to be. But especially with software. Well, okay. Right. You know, but I mean, if. If five or six indie developers all come out with one or two good ideas for their games, it's not going to revolutionize anything, but it's going to change things. A year or two down the road, a lot of those components are going to be in a lot of games because the big developers see them. You know, the big developers, they have more resources, but at the same time, they're a little more limited because they can't take those Hail Mary, jump off the cliff, hope there's something there chances. No, you're going to bank on what works. And then unfortunately, right. that, that has, that's a bigger uh, problem. It's kind of the mechanism of the way the, the industry is now. If you think about it, when was the last time you saw, I mean, how many games out there have been, yes, I thank you, Martyrdom, I did get Magicka for free because you bought it and sent it to me. So thank you for that. And I have played it. And I've recommended other people. So if you're done, patting yourself on the back there, buddy. No, it really was. <laughs> it was cool of them. But it, it, it's a microcosm of the way the industry is today. It's just like movies. You know, people are a lot less likely to sink money into a, like I said, a Hail Mary project or a very new and different original project because nobody's making money in the games. We just had an article we took uh, two weeks ago that said the game industry for the last quarter was down 19% versus the year previous. Not surprised. No, I'm not either because the economy blows and right. it's not going to recover anytime soon. So what they're doing is it's the same regurgitation, the same shit, a different day. You know, Gears of War 1, 2, and 3, not a whole lot of different between them. Right. You know, you have Bioshock 1 and 2, not a whole lot different between them. Although they are changing that up. They are going to the whole Bioshock Infinite, and, and we'll see right. what changes. And, and they are adding on to uh, Look at Madden Football. It's the same fucking game yeah, every Yeah, but you know what? It is, it is. Everyone knows what they're getting. It's always going to be it's the same. It's just updated stats. Updated stats, updated graphics, maybe a change here or there in the controls. But you know what? People are always going to buy Madden. Okay, but my point is franchises are what are well, selling. Yeah. Nobody's thinking of anything new and original. Well, it's like all franchises. But here's the thing. Like you said, the economy just blows right now and that sucks and we both know it's going to be that way for a while right and it's kind of funny to me because if you actually look at the industries and you look at when they're successful and everything a lot of the times they're most successful when they're pushing the boundaries but in these hard times when they're worried about money they're not gonna push the boundaries because sometimes when you push you fall right and these you know the big developers they can't afford that look at the take hollywood for another example 
this year alone, I think there was 163 sequels. The most sequels in any year in the history of movies. Wow. I what know does that. that tell you? I will tell you this, though. I did see... You know, you remember that movie? It had... Um, shit. Uh, Ashton Kutcher and that Probably whore not. in it. All right. It that was like... Whore, that whore. It, that I know. I'm really narrowing it down with the Hollywood thing. But it, it was like was it Friends... Movie? Friends I, with Benefits. Yeah. Friends yeah, with yeah, Benefits yeah, okay. or whatever the hell it was actually called. I don't remember. But it was like Ashton doesn't want to have a relationship and neither does the girl. Oh, my God. We're best friends. Why don't we just fuck? Yeah. And that's great. And then, no, oh, they fall in love. Of course they do. Well, I, I literally just saw online, and I'll, at the break, I'll see if I can find it. Um, it is literally the exact same movie. I mean, they put the trailers side by side. They are so identical. It's ridiculous, except with that chick from uh, the hot one from 70s show. Uh, Mila Kunis? Uh, yeah, Mila Kunis and some random Well, dude. the redhead's pretty hot, too. I, I don't know her name, though. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm talking about Mila Kunis and some other random dude. But okay. I swear to God, they literally do a side-by-side comparison. They're almost the exact th- same thing. Is I mean, Hollywood is truly out of ideas. Right. They're, you know? they're raping the 80s. My childhood is being destroyed. Oh, yeah. The Transformers, the you Smurfs, know, I've, I've heard Transformers 3 is badass, though. I, that's what everybody tells me. I've yet to go. I've been, i I got to find something to go with because... Miriam has no interest in going. My brother's already right. seen it. So Gary's already seen it. It's like, fuck, everybody's already seen it. Oh, my brother saw it, and he's the one who came back and gave me the game review. Did now, he? you know my brother. Yes. My, my brother is... Was he selling fake merchandise off front? No, or? but, I mean, you, you've, you know how he talks. Uh, yeah. Imagine three in the morning, my brother's half drunk. We're standing on the porch having a cigarette, and he's trying to tell me how amazing Transformers was. <laughs> Dude, all right, like, I was sitting in the theater, <laughs> and this fucking movie, man, it'll fucking blow your mind, because, like, we're just, man, there's these robots, all right, <laughs> and then there's these other robots, and they're just beating the shit out of each other, man, and then the big truck robot, his hand turns into an axe, and there's these fuckers on the moon, right? <laughs> I mean, that's my brother for, like, 15 minutes trying to tell me about this movie. I have no idea what happened. He tried to tell me all about No idea what happened. All I know is I want to see it. See, it that's was funny as hell. It doesn't give away the ending, and you're not really sure what happened. Yep. It just sounds funny. All I know is they fought, there were robots on the moon, and some asshole in Congress tried to kick the Autobots out before they came back. That's all I know about the movie. But nice. I know I want to see it. So, yeah, it was the greatest movie review of all time. I honestly, <laughs> there are times I wish I just carried around recording equipment just, just so I could have catch like, his stories and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It'd be funny as hell. Let's see. I, I, I happened to pull up Astronauts Call just a hell of it. It's still active. Really? Uh, by the end of 2000, it came out in November of 99. By the end of 2000, it was third behind all Online and EverQuest with 90,000 subscribers for 200,000 box sales. That's less than half of retention. Ugh. That sucks. Uh, well, neither Turbine nor Microsoft have been for the coming releasing exact subscription counts. It is believed that Astronauts Call peaked in popularity around 2002. At 120,000 accounts, and has dropped below 10,000 today. I actually remember Dayok. Oh, yeah, Dark Age yeah. of Camelot? Oh, everybody yeah. does. Everybody who's an Ultimate Online fan played uh, Dark Age of Camelot. Yeah. Had 200,000 subscribers in May 2002. As of, th- uh, I believe, actually, as of uh, today, it's still up there, but it's less than 5,000. Why, why is it still there? Good question. I have no idea how they're making money on it. Uh, let's see. Oh, I didn't even know that either. Uh, What's that? Dark Age of Camelot was originally conceived of as a mud. I remember really? playing those. Okay. I remember MUDs. Go west. You know, a troll appears. Right. Attack Sork. troll. The old text. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've been eaten by a Gru. Fuck! <laughs> Goddamn lamp. Lamp went out. Okay, where is it? Uh, server clustering, subscriber base. So, yeah, there you go. 
All right, server emulation. Ah, uh, here it is. In order to combat problems, subscriber base. Here it is. Yeah, subscriber quickly rose to almost two hundred fifty thousand in July of two thousand two. As of January two thousand eight, the estimated subscription was at fifty thousand. By June of two thousand eleven, that's last month, individual subscribers are estimated to have fallen below five thousand. Well, this is Dayok, right? Oh, I thought we were talking about Asheron's call. No, I just no. my yeah, mistake. We started talking about that, so I flipped. Okay, it. there's less than ten thousand Asheron's call. It's still active. Damn. Less than five thousand for Dark Age of Camelot, and it's still on there. They can't be making any money on this anymore. Oh no! At this point, you got to wonder why. But I was looking at the different stuff that it was shut down or collapsed. So Asheron's call two defunct. Bots was huh. shut down. I've never heard of it. Uh, Concerto Gate and Cross Gate. Concerto Gate. Never heard of it. Both Dueling orchestras. That's right. Dark and Lights, and that one I've heard of, that's gone. Let's see. Diasporia. Uh, I had heard about that. That's gone. Uh, Dungeon Doc- Runners. Earth and Beyond. Earth Eternal. Gone. 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 Let's see. Fallout Online. Under Fun Development. Online. It'll be a cold day in hell. Fury. Never heard of it. Gone. Have you heard anything about Fallout Online? Nope. I'm a huge Fallout fan. Nope. Love the franchise. Nope. I have not. I am just, I want it to be good so badly, but it's not going to be. And that breaks my heart. So? Why, I don't why think so. I don't think so. They're fighting, both studios, uh, you know how um, the original Fallout 1 and 2 were originally, uh, why am I blanking on this? I love this. Uh, shit. Maybe IRC can help me out and tell me the name of the studio if they're not as dumb as me. Are doing Fallout? Uh, for doing Fallout 1 and 2. I can't remember who uh, it was. um wasn't it? Uh, That's gonna bug me until I remember it. I almost said. But then Bethesda, Bethesda took over for three, and now they're fighting over the rights because originally the original studio, um, Hello Kitty's gone. Oh yeah, the original studio wanted to make Fallout Online, and when they sold the rights to Bethesda, they specifically said in there that as long as they get it done or they show significant progress by a certain date. Right. They get to do the right. They have the rights to Fallout Online now. Bethesda's challenging them in court, you know, saying blah blah blah. And I honestly haven't checked on it in a few months. But last I checked, it was still in court, and I just it's right. I don't we'll know. take a look at here in a minute. I want to go to yeah. the list. We'll get back to it in a second, uh, just because I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. By the way, Barry uh, tracked down some information. We had it wrong. Ashton Kutcher, and Natalie Portman, are in no strings attached. Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis in Friends with Benefits. One came out in January. The other came out in July. Very nice, Barry. It's literally it's the same, same movie. movie. Dude, I, I'm telling you, I there was this. It was interplay on YouTube. Interplay Entertainment. Sorry, go, there you go. Entertainment. Yes, yeah. Interplay. Interplay. I'm sorry. Yeah, Interplay was the first guys. That's um, one. They're the ones that are that were last time I checked trying to make Fallout what? Online. What the fuck? I never heard of this. The Hooded Gunman, text-based MMORPG. Oh, that's the cool. Troubles. Irish paramilitarism. No shit. That's cool. I know what I'm doing after the show. <laughs> Gonna kill me some Brit. Uh, can't say that. I'm gonna <laughs> kill me some people in game. Royalists. D- okay. <laughs> the Matrix Online gone. Yeah, I remember that. I do too. I remember when they killed Morpheus by mistake, and they're like, "Uh, no, it's meant to happen." We'll go with that. Let's see. Prison Tale died 2001. Rub- Rubies of e- Eventide on indefinite hiatus. Never heard of it. Nope. Shadowbane defunct. No kidding. Gone. No shit. Star Wars Galaxy shutting down the 15th of December this year. Huh. Well, that's not surprising. Nope. Because you got the Old Republic coming out. Stargate Worlds canceled. There will never be a good Stargate game. No, I don't think you can. Nope. I agree. Tabula Rasa. That was a little disappointing. That was made by Richard Garriott after the Canon at Origins. Yeah. Or EA. That's gone. Eternia Online. Gone. Chronicles of Spellborn. Gone. 
Let's what else see. is in here? Anything else? A lot of these, uh, they've got to be I think from are, other countries because I've never heard of half of them. And some of these, I think, are a little behind. But, right. Well, I mean, who knows when know. this is updated. So, right. You know. All right. Fallout Online. Let's take a look at this thing. Yep. There we go. Upcoming. Developed by Masthead, published by Interplay, which is, like I said, Interplay's Chris. has been around forever. Right. And well, what got me excited about Fallout Online was Chris Taylor is lead designer on it. And Chris Taylor's the guy that made Fallout. I'm like, I'm excited to have the guy come back right. and make sure that all of this is canon and everything stays true to it and the spirit of Fallout's retained. But I just... Uh, There's your legal dispute uh, between Interplay yeah, and Bethesda, Bethesda Softworks. Current owner of the Fallout franchise, Interplay. Current legal status of the court is pending, and in this, the pre-discovery right. phase, so that's going to take months. Oh, yeah. there's So apparently there's been no progress on it. But, I mean, the whole thing is the original contract, when they sold the rights to Bethesda, they specifically, in the sale, retained the option to do an MMO. Interplay did. Interplay ret retained the option to do an MMO. Okay. But uh, the language apparently was a little vague, uh, and Bethesda is saying, because Interplay in the contract said, we have until, I think it was sometime in late 2010, to make, if I remember right, quote-unquote significant progress. Now, they've started, but they're not even close to done with it. Bethesda saying that doesn't count as significant progress. They want it so that they can make the MMO for it, and now they're fighting over it. And right. that's, again, based on and something And who knows I'm, how yeah. long that's going to go. So we'll see how that goes. But <laughs> this is funny. They're, <laughs> they're debating about the, the trustworthiness of Wikipedia. <laughs> Matt, stop. Do you trust Wikipedia? Give me five minutes, and that will be the first man on the moon. <laughs> Listen, martyrdom, I'm it's not... It's just a quick... It's an easy find for information. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I always do. Well, I mean, for what we're doing, again, it's not... Like you said, it's not like you're looking up U.S. history. But, um... Personally, I don't know why they think they'd be able to make a better RPG than Bethesda says martyrdom. To an extent, I agree. And he um, says, personally, I don't think... I don't know why they think they'd be able to make a better RPG than Beth, uh, Bethesda. Yeah. But I, I, I guess to an extent I agree, but the fact of the matter is Interplay came up with the idea. I don't want Bethesda, when they made Fallout 3, it was a good game, don't get me wrong, but they went was, way off. And there was a lot of bugs, it was, it was, was a lot of buggy. problems. The story, yeah. again, the story, which is what Bethesda does really well, I think everyone can agree, Bethesda puts together a real nice and story. that's what sold the franchise. That's what they do. But like Em said, and then you, know, you look at uh, Vegas, New Vegas. A lot of bugs. I'm sorry. New Vegas was the one that had all the bugs. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Fallout 3 wasn't really that buggy. Um, but New Vegas, a lot of bugs. New Vegas was horrible. That's right. Um, Fallout 3. But, I mean, even in Fallout 3, they took, I mean, the Brotherhood of Steel. They went basically 180 with that. They changed the Super Mutant. They changed a lot of stuff that was canon, and they went the complete other way they because they're on, you know, Everything's got to be retconned. Stop changing every damn thing. Right. Mystic Mim just told me to bring back the Thundercats. I weep Why? to find out what they're going to do with that. Oh, and I yeah. hated the Thundercats. I don't see that happen. Leave it be. It was good the way it was. Ah! I own and I agree with you. Uh, they put together a great story, but the RPG is lacking. Whereas, if you've played Fallout 1 and 2, Interplay can do an RPG. Now, see, this is interesting. Maniac says you can play Zork in Black Ops? Really? I don't. How does that work? I don't understand. For those who don't know, who weren't here in the early and mid-80s when it first came out, I believe it's when it came out, Zork was a text-based RPG. It was basically typed in a series of commands, and then it gave you a description of what was happening on screen, like north, south, south, 
you find a window or a door is slightly ajar. And, you know, then you can go in and that's how the whole thing starts. In fact, it's a very famous uh, entry is you find, I think it's a, either a door or a window. You find a window is slightly ajar or something like that and you go in. And if you are walking around in the dark, pitch black for more than a couple minutes, you get eaten by a crew. I don't know always why it always happens. happens. Yes. Yep. Goomba Boy says, okay, so give Fallout back to Interplay and let Bethesda make an Oblivion MMO. I'm fine with All that. All right. I think everybody, yeah. Everybody Kyra's right. It was Obsidian that made New Vegas. I'm just, I can't, I can't keep these companies straight right now. Um, Onan, Fallout 3 story, shite. Uh, it wasn't the greatest story, but I'll tell you, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed wandering around in that you know world. It was a pretty big world I got to explore, so I, I didn't really have a problem with it. I thought it was pretty decent. Yep, here it is. The, oh, apparently Barry Thundercats. Found the, yes, found the Thundercats trailer. We'll watch this. You want to do the Thundercats fact, war cry for us? No. No? No. Please? I, hate, I hated Thundercats. <laughs> I was a Voltron guy. I was not a Thundercats guy. Voltron was the shit. Yes. Voltron was I had heard that they were bringing dun, that back, dun, too. Dun, dun, it, dun, dun, dun. Right. Yeah. And then they spent, like, 20 minutes trying to kill some monster before they finally realized, let's just use the, you know, the sword. <laughs> it works every time. Every episode is really the same. To every at some single point, one. Why don't you just use the fucking sword it's since a, yeah. you know it's going to work? And, like, I would get it if there was some type of, like, cooldown or energy yeah, penalty. Yeah, yeah, you can't like, use it yeah. time, right. But, no, no, you can, every time, just make the lions into the giant guy, pull the sword, kill the dude, go home for dinner. Next week, different monster. Yep, so. same thing. Anyways, folks, we've been at this for a little over an hour. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in about 10 minutes. Keep it right here. After the break, we have coming up is the mailbag. So get your comments, opinions, and emails in emperor1gacox.net. Uh, if we have time, we'll do a this or that. We have a bunch of articles we haven't even gotten to yet. More to come in the MMORPGs because it's kind of fun to just pick them and look at them and see where the history's gone. Right. So anything goes tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, again, that's what's coming up after the break. Keep it right here. Morning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. You're listening to The Emperor's Court here on VTW Productions. Get down on your knees. I know I would. All right, folks, we're back here at the Emperor's Court here on Verse the World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Varyar. Always a pleasure, sir. Uh, we were actually just discussing a, a iPhone game that you've got. Real quick, before we get into that, though, folks, uh, coming up at the end of the hour, we're going to get to the mailbag, so make sure you get your comments in. We like big mailbags. Mailbags, not M-A-L-E bags. I'm talking, I was going to make a joke. I know. I looked at you, like, <laughs> and you're like leaning forward to get ready to jump on that one. Yes, so. I was. Emperor1G at Cox, C-O-X dot net. So explain to me, uh, again, start from the beginning on this. What is the name of this game that you're playing that you are so high on here? All right. It, and for the record, it, okay, the premise of it, it's called Parallel Kingdoms. Um, so you can go into the Oh, and it's free, by the way. Oh, it's, oh, it's downloaded. It's free. You have nothing to lose. If you have an iPhone, it's fun. Basically, uh, the whole idea behind it is you're trying to conquer the world. The entire game is played on, like, this Google Maps background. You can see all the streets. You can see towns. You can see everything. Um, if there's a town in real life, there's a little town in the game where the town is and all this. 
Um, and basically, you create your little kingdom and you try and conquer. So I downloaded this game uh, based on a recommendation from this uh, lady that I used to play games with. She has an iPhone, and she texted me. She's like, you got to check this out, Varyar. It's kind of cool. Um, I mean, the graphics are just basic as all hell, but it is addictive as shit. I've been playing for about a day now. I pull my phone out every five minutes. <laughs> really? I, I pull my phone out every five minutes and do something. Like, you, you know, you use uh, basically you claim territory by building flags. Um, and when you build a flag, you go to the flag. And when you're at the flag, at a particular flag, there's a circle um, in a dotted line around the flag. And that's the area that you can freely wander in around your flag. Okay. To go to a new space, you have to – you build your flag, and then right at the edge of the area you can go to, you either build a new flag or you can try and use someone else's flag if they let you. You have to request permission or if there's a public flag you can use. And then you center on that one. So it's kind of like leapfrogging around. Okay. Um, but one of the cool things, like I was telling you during the break, is my neighborhood and my town, all I want to do is build a little house where in the game where my house is in real life. I don't know why, but it has become my new obsession. The problem is my town, my neighborhood, and actually the surrounding towns have all been conquered by this guy that's apparently been playing since it came out. Oh, so well, he's okay. like this god, and I'm just this little bitch with the a god. sword. Like, give me my house, you bastard! You know, Get off my lawn, you son of a bitch! You know? So I tried to go take it, but it turns out he can bitch slap me around pretty much any time. So I sent him this message. I'm like, I'm new to the game. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm so sorry. And he's like, oh, okay. I'll let you wander my lands freely, peasant. And so... <laughs> I can use his flags, and I was traveling around. And, like, you hunt deer, and you kill them, and you get leather, and you cut down trees and shit. How do you attack somebody? You just touch them on the screen, and then you hit attack, and you go, and you can, like, heal yourself during the fight if you're getting low. So what happens if he's not online at the time? Well, his character's not there, but I can attack his flags to try and take his territory. Okay. And I can attack his buildings, and you can build towers to defend your stuff. And it's, it's, it's an interesting little game, but... The coolest part for me is it's all based off the GPS in your phone. Like, when I started playing, I was at my house when I downloaded this, and I put it on my phone, and I opened it up, and my character appeared at my house, like, on the Google Maps. Well, like I said, all the territory in my neighborhood and everything is already covered. It's already been claimed by a lot of different people, um, because I live in a relatively populated area. So halfway up here on the drive, I figured I'm on the turnpike in the middle of nowhere, and there's a button in the game that you can push, and it will bring your character to character to exactly where you are on your GPS. Okay. So I hit this relocate button, and all of a sudden I'm on the turnpike. There's no towns around here. So I'm building a small empire in this empty space to go take my goddamn neighborhood back from these heathen bastards. So you came, you're taking over the west side of Cleveland along the turnpike. Yes, basically. Nice. Yes, and I'm going to use that to launch my attack. On Akron. And then I will conquer Akron. <laughs> and then I will conquer Cleveland. Then I may go to clean up Youngstown since that place is a hole. And who knows? Maybe Eastern Pennsylvania's next. I don't know. But it's cool. It's, it's well, an addictive little game. I to conquer my city and my neighborhood. Thank you. I appreciate the that, day my I Lord. decide to actually pay for an iPhone, which will be never. So. <laughs> but it's, it's funny because it's one of those games where the graphics aren't great. The gameplay is relatively basic, but I'm already addicted. I mean, I pull my phone out and just check it all the time. Sakani, I just said that. I, I would, if I just told him, I would work my way west to Toledo and then north, raise Detroit, <laughs> and just raise the state of Michigan. I like what Barry's going, though. Attack the Amish. They won't be in the, they won't be in the game. There's nothing out in Amish country. Just start there. Who's going to fight you? There is, <laughs> yeah, no, there is that. They won't fight back even if they were at iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> 
called Parallel Uni- Parallel Kingdoms. Parallel Kingdoms. Parallel Kingdoms. Pa- free- if you yeah. search it, Parallel Kingdoms, it'll come up. Parallel Kingdoms AOT Age of Thrones or whatever. Um, it it's a fun little game, Maniac. It's like I said, relatively basic. Everything is touch, and then a little menu pops up. Like you know, I'd love to see what downtown Cleveland looks like. There's a little, it's just maps. It's just Google Maps. Although I'm sure in downtown Cleveland there will actually be a small city where you can go and go to the university to level your skills or really go. Yeah, you can go to the library. Well, and I was going to say, I'd like to see and, who controls Cleveland. Well, so I, if I understand, and I'm still new to the game, I don't really get a lot of it. I just okay. know I can touch things and then cut them with my sword. That's really that's about all I really as, need. I, I know how to build flags to take territory, and I know how to kill things. That's all I've got. But, like, downtown, the town I live in, um, is, like, five flags, and they're all public, so anyone can go through them. Here it is. Parallel oh, King yeah, there you go. Com. Yeah, it's, it's, that's it. Um, Parallel Kingdom is a mobile location-based, massively multiplayer game. That uses your GPS location to place you in a virtual world on top of the real world. Yep. That's it. Uh, see, it's, I'll be honest. It's won a ton of awards. I looked it up. Rankings. It's won a bunch of awards and everything. But Vila yeah. Hard Hat, Popeye Hat, Bruno. I don't... Yeah, like uh, this guy here, uh, the Vila Hard Hat, is how many flags you have. Oh, okay. That guy's built over a thousand flags in the game. So he owns. So like, he's probably out in the boonies where there's nobody at. I mean, he might own the Rocky Mountains. He's got you know, Ozarks. That's his territory. Buy you know? food guide. Let's see the guide. Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's relatively basic, but it's a cool idea, and I'm addicted already. So I don't monsters? know how long I'll stay there's in it. Monsters, there's dungeons. Oh yeah, yeah. Like there's little deer that'll walk around, and you go cut the deer, and they give you, and they die. So they don't give you leather, but you kill them and then take the leather. Ancient dragon, dragon. There's spiders that drop man, shit. And... Giant fleas. Yeah, dragons don't fight them. I died. Carnivore. That was a Lily. mistake. A dark monster boss. Yeah. Orcs. There's a ton of stuff in it. it it's like There's I said, it's pretty kind of cool. Killed. Yeah, space ethereal. I haven't Ugh. found one of those, but the spider's cool because if you kill that, it drops silk. And you know, I've got my leather working up a little bit so I can build my own stuff. And well, silk is useful. Huh? Apparently, yeah, you can play it all around the world. Yeah, you can play anywhere. It's like I said, it's all GPS based, right on well, a Google that's Map. Well, that's why I want to invade, like you know, I don't know, Poland. I can't do that because I'm in Cleveland. Well, you could. It would just take a long time to build enough flags to get there. Oh, so you have to kind of, like, hop from flag to flag to get there. Exactly, yeah, because without, like, if you're just sitting in your living room, you can't use the GPS to move around. You okay. can use the GPS to move around for free. All you do is hit the button, you automatically go to wherever you are. But if you're just sitting in your living room or sitting in a waiting room or something you want to play, you have to build the flag and then hop to the next flag and build a flag there and hop to the next flag and build a flag. So it's leapfrog, basically. Judas Priest's downtown Cleveland looks like a blackish color on my Google Maps. Sam, Sam, yes. Nice. Tonight we move on Master Queef's house for the Emperor. <laughs> I like that. He's in the Cleveland area. I don't think he's in Cleveland. He's in Ohio. I think he's off by Youngstown. Maniac says he'll be taking over Ohio shortly. Over my dead body, Maniac. You bring it. <laughs> Northeast is mine. You can take the Southwest. You turn my neighborhood into a battleground? Stay away from my house. I, I will fortify your neighborhood. I just got my house. I will surround it with towers and archers and war golems. It's going to be funny because I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to tell Mr. Man, we've got to fortify the house. <laughs> and we're gonna, Trust me, I had a pseudo argument with her about this when I first got it. I said, I don't want the neighbors. We're going to build some fences along the yards. I don't want to see the neighbors. Nice. We already got part of a fence. We don't have to have huge fence. I'm like, then I want a moat. You always say you want a moat. <laughs> what are you going to do? Keep the post office guy at bay? You get the mail delivery guy at bay. Ah, those guys are shifty-eyed. You can't trust Put them. Put some punchy sticks in there, fill it with water. Maybe get ourselves a couple piranhas, toss them in. What? Run some racial <laughs> wire? And she, after a while, I think Maybe she throw some landmines down, a couple bouncing buddies. For a, for a minute there, I thought she started, I, she might have started to take me seriously because I was you know, giving out these really 
descriptive things like, no, no, you never let me have fun. Oh, we had an argument today. Yeah. Before I went uh, shopping that I got the speakers for the system that don't work. Um, we were wa- she was watching uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And they're at the scene where they're in the castle and he's looking down into this, uh, the uh, underground bunker they've got where all the Nazis are around this giant, you know, map. And they're all running around and they're like pushing, you know, Yeah, icons. they got the sticks yeah, yeah. and, yeah. I said, see, that's what I want to do at the basement and you won't let me. All I want is three or four Nazis, a map. And, you know, one of those, it's just like a clock that counts down. Every no. once in a while the siren goes off. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and we can just, like, have a countdown and keep talking about this unit moving. It's like, no, that's stupid. I'm like, you never let me have any fun. <laughs> you, you, won't give me my, you won't get me any Nazis. She's like, you don't need Nazis. I said, yes, I do. Fine. <laughs> I start walking. I'm like, I'll get my own Nazis. And I'll get my own map. And then I left. Just pay some of the neighbor <laughs> kids to dress up. And, right, because, you, you know, bring them down here. Be immediately fired. Yeah, it'd be funny. you imagine that news story the next well, day? Sure. Breaking at 11, a young man hires four neighborhood children, dresses them in Nazi Starts uniforms. building the SS out of his basement. <laughs> Judas Priest, can you blow up Miller Park and the Brewers so we can get some mid-relief pitchers? <laughs> <laughs> Only if we can get some hitters. Goomboy, actually, if you have a moat, you have an excuse to put in catapults to go back and forth. I, He's got know, a point. Or I, can build a, yeah, or I can build a tunnel underneath the moat and just block it off in one end. I said I wanted to build like a baby trebuchet and put it in the backyard. That'd be cool. You know, lay siege to the street next to the next street <laughs> over. You could do that if you wanted. Just give him a call one day. Yeah. Hi, uh, we're declaring war. <laughs> to the neighbors! Yeah. <laughs> you know, we haven't covered one single article yet. No. Nope. And we kind of need to do that because I, I kind of feel bad because we're having people send in articles and then we never cover them. Well, you know, we get distracted. So, let's see. Let's stick with that. Geek.com. Zynga launches Privacyville. To convince users they care about privacy. That sounds ridiculously fun. I'm privacy up. and Zynga aren't exactly two words that go together in most people's minds. Regardless, the company has unveiled a new Facebook game, of course, called Privacyville, which is designed to get you familiar with Zynga's privacy policy and rewards you for learning and understanding it. It's a little ironic considering Zynga and Facebook are such huge partners, and Zynga's business model involves you playing their games so they can harvest money and information from you. To point, there are still lawsuits pending and accusations flying that Zynga and Facebook play dirty to get their hands on your personal data and sell it to the highest bidder. For their part, Zynga will be the first to point out that they do have a privacy policy and encourage every player of all of their popular games to read it, understand what information they disclose by playing. In Privacyville, you'll follow a tutorial where you learn all about Zynga's privacy policy, and as you progress, you'll earn Z-points, that you can use for Zynga games, which might be the only encouragement some players may actually have for playing the thing. Even so, it's more interesting that Zynga is, is offering it at all. Like any company, they'll say it's because they value the privacy of their customers, which may be true, but it may also have to do with the fact that the company is planning to go public with an IPO slated for some time uh, as soon as today. I didn't know that. They, uh, they likely want to make sure they clear up any misconceptions about their company or their relationship with their customers before inviting investors to buy a piece of what some analysts have estimated is a $20 billion company. I'll, I'll be honest. The, the first three quarters of that, yep. I don't care. I don't need To be it. perfectly honest. Look, a, I, a, far, a Facebook game is not going to turn around the opinions of people based on your company. Exactly. We still think you're a bunch of douchebags. It's an it's, idiot idea how much time do they spend on this. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe in their heads it makes sense or whatever, but the part I took away from that was the $20 billion number at the bottom for Zynga. Yeah. 
I mean, in real people dollars or in Facebook dollars. I mean, I don't know if we've had this discussion before, but how are they valuing these things? You don't pay for Farmville. I mean, you can buy those points and stuff. And I'm right, sure right. there are the people who spend. Yeah. Right. I'm sure there are people who spend money on that. But I know for a fact they're not making $20 billion on that. Well, you it's know, the it's, same thing with Facebook. Well, I was say, uh, that's where I was going next. How do you Facebook. how do you put a value on these things? How it's much speculation? They, I'm trying to think of how much they put on uh, Facebook. It's like seventy five billion dollars. Yeah, for what? Right, it's a fucking social network. It doesn't sell you anything. There's ad revenue. There's some click through. I'm sure, but they're not I mean, pulling in that. They're much. not pulling in se- exactly. No. They're not pulling in seventy five no. billion. Uh-uh. Uh, you're right. It is all speculation. It's a bubble. They're yeah. creating oh, another it's a bubble. It's a bubble. bubble. It's definitely a bubble. Google. Someone's going to pay $20 billion yeah. for that company. Someone will, you know, put, or a bunch of people total will pay $20 billion in stock. No. No, wait. I, 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 some people will. Oh, some people I just will don't know what they're getting. Right. But my point is, in five years, when Zynga goes under or whatever, right. all of a sudden they're standing there holding this worthless paper, and it's like, well, at least we've got some of the assets. What assets? It's a paper. It's five guys and a monkey. We've gone over this. I mean, Zynga maybe has ten guys and two monkeys. Who knows? They're but decently dollars, you know. They'll probably get a third. Right. One. I mean, they're training a third one. They made Farmville. Yeah. They make basic little games for Facebook. But, you know, but people pay. The, I mean, play those games. I just don't know where the money comes in. I mean, unless they are selling everybody's information left and right, they have to. Be. That's the only thing they, they have to be. Because and you know what? At some point, if they get one court ruling against them, they're they fucked. Are fucked. And yeah, that's why they're going public. Over. Raking the cash now before your company takes a nosedive into the crapper, oh, and yeah. you're gone. And that's what Privacy Villa is designed to at least somewhat head off, I'm sure. That's why Zuckerberg, if he's smart, should go public, sells much of Facebook share as he can. Oh, yeah. Because you look at MySpace, and you see how that tanked, and LiveJournal, how much that tanked. Get it while it's getting an, good. Right. Eventually, something better is going to come right. along. It's, it's technology. Now, to his credit, he's trying to stay ahead of the curve right. and doing new stuff like right. Skype and Facebook. Okay, I get that. That's fine. He's trying to turn into a franchise. I believe that uh, Google's probably worth the money they put in it. Why? Because everybody uses Google. Right. And you can determine what shows up on your search engine. Right. You can hold a king's ransom if you want. Yes, Who's, yeah. What else are you going to use? Bing? Right. I mean, there have All been people... All four people use Bing. <laughs> I actually heard someone recommend Bing to someone else in the store the other day. I almost laughed. Um, That's probably just trying to be counterculture. I, I don't know. Yeah, Microsoft is the epitome of counterculture. When everybody uses Google? Yeah, yeah it, I guess to an extent. It still doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. I mean, it's, I don't know. It, he can try and stay ahead of the curve all he wants, right. but eventually there's going to be another 18-year-old with a better idea sure. that puts it together. It's going to happen. You can't stay on top forever. Why I is mean, there, I'm sorry, I, I'm looking at... Oh. What do we got here? The Everscore info has been updated, I guess. Uh, Interesting. I don't know why or by who. Today by Barry. Today huh. edited. So, I, Barry, I don't know what it is you updated in the, or why it is you updated anything in the Emperor's Court info section. Feel free to tell me, because I would like to know. Let's see. Yeah, see, there's. I'm just looking at the forums real quick, and Shrigs talk about the authenticators because his buddy got hacked. Right, his buddy just bought the game, just got into it. Oh, so that guy, sucks. Yeah, that really. Well, if his password was his birthday, I have no sympathy for him. <laughs> I can't. I cannot stand people who have well, stupid. All my passwords are alphanumeric with symbols. I mean, they're all at least ten characters long, if not longer. If I get hacked, yeah, I'm gonna bitch because someone worked for it. But if you put your birthday as your password, don't come crying to me when someone steals your credit card numbers. Uh, thank you there, Barry. He updated the date and times. So we've changed that. Yes, Sakani, I have heard of Google+. Plus. I have, too. I've heard the name, but I have no idea what it is, though. 
supposedly, if I remember right from reading about it, um, basically Google is trying to get a little more into the social media. Um, they want Google oh, to be a right. little more responsive. So basically they have like – it's a like button basically, but it's a plus one. So like you and your friends all go through, and if you're searching for something and it really – it just matches your search perfectly, you hit the, the plus button. And now your friends will see that you hit the plus button on that. If they ever search for it, it bumps it up a little higher on the list. I thought it's called dig. I don't know what the isn't hell that this, isn't it, dig it do seems, the exact same thing. It seems like very similar, but this is integral to Google, and it's their attempt to slide a little slide a little farther from search engine over to somewhere in the middle between search engine and social media. They're trying to harness the power and popularity of social media to kind of keep Google on top. Yes, I've heard of it. Yes, it's an interesting idea. I mean, again, it's just another example of trying to stay ahead of the curve, but the fact of the matter is eventually they will go down. Uh, real quick, folks, in about 10 minutes we're going to get to the, um, <clears throat> uh, the mailbag, so make sure you get your emails in, emperor1gcox.net. This one was actually just sent in, and I thought it was good enough we're going to grab it. Love it. Uh, let's see. This is from Crack.com. The seven biggest dick moves in the history of online gaming. And i got to wonder if any of mine are in here. <laughs> Number seven, the Eve Super Heist. And I think we actually covered this when it happened. We did talk about it. Uh, not on the show, though. We talked about it after. I could have swore we actually carried this at some point, but you know, you know, we might be right. If this is the first... I, actually, it might have been last week because we were talking... Um, me, you, well, and Highlander. Well, we talked about the riot, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there was a heist way back in the day, way back in the day. This happened like a year, year ago when you could actually uh, buy login time, like ah. subscription time with in-game money. Somebody had a bunch on their ship. They got shot down, and people uh, took the loot. Oh, okay. No, we didn't talk about this. All right. I, I think Highlander might have, like, last year when it happened. Got it. All right. Eve Online's <clears> – <throat> actually, go ahead and read this. I All right. Last one. Go ahead. EVE Online's universe consists of 350,000 active subscribers piloting customizable spacecraft around 7,500 solar systems. Putting that many people in space with lasers might sound like an open horizon to awesome, but the players who hang out there created a fully functional free market economy that ends up feeling more like space accountancy. The ad may look like this, cool spaceships, but it doesn't tell you that you have to pay for those lasers. To do that, a lot of gameplay involves your screen looking more like this. Jesus Christ. Holy crap. Uh, lots of lists of stuff. As with the real-world economy, making a profit in the world of EVE Online is easier if you form corporations. While many spend years working together for mutual gain, others behave a lot like corporations do in the real world, or at least how they would if they operated in a universe where murder is legal. <laughs> <laughs> for instance, the Guiding Hand Social Club assassinates people for profit and steals their stuff for bonuses. In one instance, they were hired to destroy Muriel, the CEO of Ubiqua Serif Corporation. While many EVE Online players literally grind rocks for hours to make a profit, the Guiding Hand Social Club uses the assignment to show everyone what Ocean's Eleven would have been like if it took place in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> no one has had so much more fun than everyone else playing a game since Michael Jackson suggested Junior Twister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, first, they got jobs with the Target Corporation and worked their way up the ranks. The primary assassin became second in command of the entire firm because the background checks for imaginary space pilots aren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> then, after a year of real-time play, they struck harder than Kaiser Soze in that one flashback scene where he's played by Fabio. They killed Muriel, emptied the corporation's accounts and wow. hangers, stole everything that wasn't bolted down, and blew up everything that was, then killed Muriel again because Eve is specifically programmed to let you kill people <laughs> twice. 
The first time gives you all the experience and valuable wreckage, but allows the murdered player to escape in a pod. The second does nothing but shout, <laughs> screw you, with murder, which is admittedly the best way to do that. Muriel was in a Navy apocalypse at the time, which is basically EVE Online's equivalent of the Death Star. It gets its chart and it shows the, the different God. ships. I thought the Titan was the biggest. And really, and it actually shows the picture of the apocalypse being bigger than like everything else put together. But the caption, and really, anyone who manages to get killed in one of these deserves it at least twice. <laughs> now, keep in mind, it is susceptible, like anything else in real the real Navy, if you don't have any escorts. Right. Which, yeah. obviously, they weren't expecting a shot you know, in the they, gut. It was probably their own escorts that started shooting. Oh, yeah. It says they scooped up the virtually vacuum-frozen corpse for delivery to a client who had paid the equivalent of 500 real dollars for the hit. Wow. Which pales next to the $16,500, again, real-world money, worth of items destroyed or stolen in the raid. Also, holy shit, people are paying to assassinate hated video game characters now. That's awesome. I, you know, I said this, uh, Goomba Boy tells me about this all the time, so does Desperado. I wish like hell I had gotten in on the ground floor of this game. I'll tell you, there's I, no point in playing it now because it's it's been going for so long. You're playing against godlike characters. I used to play. Even I I played. I, I started playing about two years after it came out. I think it's it was still fun. I I'll be honest. Once I get my machine up and running, you know, it's a game I'll take a hard look at getting back Fuck into. Fuck that! You're doing World of Warcraft. The rest of us. When well, you I can do both. Five. You can I don't sleep. What? I don't sleep. Okay. I, can, I have All right. time. All right. Yeah. I don't actually need to go to class. That's crazy talk. I just got to show up for exams. Speaking of which, oh, I remember this one. We, I've seen this yeah. happen even myself. I'll, I'll take care of this one. Number yep. six. The Corrupted Blood Plague in World of Warcraft. In 2005, Blizzard added a new boss with a hit point draining spell that affected anyone standing directly next to him. Since stepping to the boss meant you were probably about to die anyway, they saw no harm in making the spell contagious. <laughs> the only explanation is that Blizzard had never been on the internet and therefore had no clue <laughs> that basic humanity transforms from don't share this poop-filled video with anyone because it's horrible to this is absolutely horrific, I must share it with as many people as possible. <laughs> Players soon learned out how to teleport the plague out of the dungeon and into the real, quote, fake world. As an MMORPG pandemic was born. I remember this. I was playing when this happened. The hit points it took away were enough to instantly kill all low-level players, so high-level players immediately started teleporting around the map as much as possible. Because if there's one thing World of Warcraft players hate more than the people who don't play, it's people who do play, but not as much as them. <laughs> the Breakfast Hen has more respect for its young than online gaming cultures. And it's an imaginary bird which lays a directly <laughs> <laughs> The plague killed new players, old players, and even affected non-player characters who couldn't get sick but acted as carriers. So talking to an innkeeper about killing dead wolves could infect and kill you. But after a 20th load of a war, kill exactly 10 pests for me and an orkin man, that was probably a relief. Uh it was also uh, revealing in a game where people can be heroic knights or masterful mages. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, many leaps to the chance to become terrorist typhoid. <laughs> typhoid Mary? Oh, oh, that's oh, oh, I like the next sentence. Oh, this one's going to make me laugh. <laughs> Oh, you know, God. Bite my hand and stop laughing. <laughs> All right. A small Taliban-like force of plague carriers actively fought Blizzard while hiding in the mountains, <laughs> breaking quarantines, and incubating the plague 
uh, through severe purges by infecting their own virtual pets, then reinfecting themselves. I, I remember that. People telling me their hunters yeah. did that. They forced Blizzard into hard server resets, <laughs> nuking and reinstalling their entire world. It was douchebaggery on immeasurable scientific and national security scales. Real-life scientists and bioterrorism experts now studied as a case example, presumably before drinking themselves into unconsciousness when they realized they're pr- pr- uh, protecting a species that commits bioterror in order to destroy worlds they hang out in for fun. <laughs> oh, oh, that was classic. <laughs> that was great. Uh, I don't remember it being that funny, but in that type of that description was awesome. Let's see if IRC. Uh, what do we I, got I here? Check back in IRC here. Suddenly, see. I want to play Eve and kill killed. people twice. You'd get killed twice. <laughs> Let's see. Some of it. Glad I never played WoW. I would have died twenty times over. Yeah, that was the whole point. <laughs> AIDS carrying dickheads at, at WoW first hero class. Nice. Uh, All right. Awesome. Back to it. Your turn. All right. I need to breathe. Number five, Despawn of the Sleeper from EverQuest. You're playing a game where you kill things. What do you do with a flying dragon that kills things, can only be woken by killing four smaller dragons first, and is now trying to kill you? If you said kill it, you just surprised the hell out of Sony, who, to be fair, have never claimed they weren't wearing human skin suits while studying these earth things called gamers. Carafirm the Sleeper was EverQuest's dragon equivalent of Sauron. If Sauron drove the Death Star to work. (laughs) (laughs) It had a hundred times as many hit points as any other boss, was immune to most damage, had two spammable instant kill attacks because screw you, and didn't work right because it was online and programmed by Sony. (laughs) It forced the three top guilds to cooperate, which makes herding cats look easier than getting a Bollywood extra to, to move and step. Ouch. It was Sesame Street by way of Lord of the Rings, specifically the end of the third movie, since for over three hours, 180 players turned themselves into a Sisyphean Zerg horde. Resurrecting each other faster than the monster could kill them, they put in Herculean feats of teamwork that cruelly mocked the concept of fun. (laughs) (laughs) They fought like warrior poets, they fought like Scotsmen, and eventually ground the boss down to 22% health. At which point, Sony turned the whole thing off and acted like it was the player's fault. So if you're wondering how they can keep the PlayStation Network off for a week and act like that's fine, it's because they've been practicing. (laughs) They took their ball and went home, where their ball was a giant harbinger of doom and the focus of the entire game. Showing less regard for their users than an Iron Maiden, they released a rubbish, and later disproven, excuse about how Firm's programming had been distracted by an NPC. And you'll notice how even their own excuse is based on their incompetence. (laughs) (laughs) Before simply apologizing and resetting the entire event, telling players to try again. It was like Lucy tricking Charlie Brown if Lucy was making millions of dollars making Charlie Brown miss, and if it took three man weeks to run up to the football. And then there's a little picture of Lucy telling Charlie Brown, fuck you. All right. Now, <clears throat> this next one has happened in other games. Planet Side yes. among them. <clears throat> Number four, Crashing the Funeral Party, World of Warcraft. A horde guild proved a lot of the good things people say about online relationships by holding a respectful in-game funeral for a friend oh, who God. had died in real life. An alliance guild, Serenity Now, proved everything else they say by massacring everyone <laughs> present. As dick moves go, it's effective and tactical. Everyone's clustered together, no one's expecting oh, a fight, Jesus. and you've got one less target than normal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh that is great. I wonder what he'd done if he dropped loot. 
know to help out. My <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, friend died. Oh. <laughs> Did he drop anything? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Proving that the only reason the internet still exists is because it's not possible to kill other people through computer screens. Most people familiar with World of Warcraft culture sort of, uh, sort of shrugged and said, yeah, they sort of had it coming. <laughs> the targets were holding their funeral on a PvP server. Uh, the victims could have mourned their friends somewhere uh, besides the middle of the battlefield, but instead, they mourned a real tragedy to demand special treatment. This is the closest the internet gets to real war after all. You don't see soldiers mourning their dead in the middle of the battlefield. Actually, it turns out real-world soldiers even show more respect for the dead than WoW players. Yes, it was stupid of them to give out their locations and advise people they wouldn't be ready to fight without first getting confirmation that everyone was on board with the ceasefire. Yes, they should have been uh, should have known that relying on mutual respect is online is like relying on body armor made of beef steak in a line enclosure. But if the German and British soldiers managed to hold off avenging real deaths for an entire week during World War One, we have enough time siding with the guys who couldn't hold off for an hour in a fake online world. Oh wow. That's fun. Oh, this I I uh, remember yeah. this when it happened. This is during I oh, I think it was the beta. Was it? Oh shit, I don't remember. I'd have to ask Highlander. I bet he remembers. Yeah. This was this this was like the original dick move. Oh yeah? Well let's read and find out. Ugh. Number three, assassinating the inventor of MMORPGs. Lord Ultimate Rich. Online. Richard Garriott invented the MMORPG, and the computer system he invented found a way to kill him. Just like 80s movies warned. Ultima <laughs> Online was the first MMORPG to hit 100,000 players, teaching developers a lot about social interaction and game economics and what colossal dicks players were about both. And we did a lot of dick shit in that game. I, yeah. I, I hope a couple of them are in oh, here. Oh, wow. All right, let's see. <laughs> Naive programmers spent months coding adventures and monsters only to watch players immediately set about raping and pillaging the game mechanics, the physical laws of their world, and each other. If MMORPG players were around when God said, let there be light, they'd have called the light gay and plunged the universe <laughs> back into darkness. <laughs> All right, let me, let me try that again. If, <laughs> if MMORPG players were around when God said, let there be light, they'd have called the light gay and plunged the, world, the universe back into darkness by squatting their nutsacks over it. <laughs> Groving gangs of high-level players exterminated noobs the instant they arrived. It was yep. the Jurassic Park of griefers, except <laughs> yeah. velociraptors were more welcoming because their little hands can't type fag on a keyboard. That's <laughs> oh, true. Oh, they, <laughs> they used glitches to duplicate items and yeah, wrecked the did. game's economy. Damn I right. remember this. We did. I remember this. You had to do it at the server line. Right, uh, if you did it at the server line, the system would back itself up. They would actually time warp you back. Jesus, how, oh, my God. I was so young. Playing this game. Oh, this is like the, the first one I ever got. I was 18 when this thing came out. Yeah, I was like 11 or 12. <laughs> uh, showing more hatred for... Or, I'm sorry, they use glitches to duplicate items and wreck the game's economy. Showing more hatred for newly arrived citizens and blatant disregard for financial logic than the Tea Party's right wing. When Mr. Garriott visited the cyber world of violent murderers he'd created, it was a Dr. Morovian plan that yielded predictable results. First, his highly publicized appearance attracted every player in the game to one location, crashing the beta servers. Yep. The game was forced to turn off the automatic sentries dispatched to protect the it. The in-game guards. When yeah. Garriott logged back in, he <laughs> forgot to re-enable his invincibility option. User Reigns stole, er, stole a fire field scroll, 
only possible because the guards were gone, and tried to come at the king. The attack was so randomly suicidal, Reigns had no idea the invincibility was gone, that Garriott's asbestos <laughs> player guards were already mocking the assassin over text chat, wondering how the assassin thought such a petty spell could work on the invincible king, seen right next to that text engulfed in flames. When their king suddenly burned to death, they reacted about as rationally as combined video gamer who's been proven wrong and a high-level warlock with access to demons would by summoning hordes of monsters and massacring everyone at the castle. <laughs> Without guards, the players were able to fight back, triggering a full-scale virtual riot, which ended with admins teleporting entire groups of players into space where the players survived approximately as well as real people from the Middle Ages would have survived in space. So at least it was a successful beta test. Garriott wanted to find out what MMORPG players were like, and they killed him just to see if they could. I believe they banned that guy, too. He was never able to play oh, again. They banned that's him. funny. <clears throat> huh. I like uh, the good old days. MMOs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you even played that. I don't think you're that old. <laughs> I'm barely that old. Archbishop Shriggs, going back to the uh, WoW assassination. That was hilariously a proud day for the Alliance. Shriggs, the Alliance <laughs> has never had a proud day. No. But it was funny. A bunch of 12-year-olds and homosexuals. That's the Alliance. I tell you, I saw a 12-year-old kid in my store wearing an Alliance t-shirt. Uh, no, I believe it. About a week I've seen, and a half. I've seen old guys with, with I mean, horror tattoos. Oh, God. It's like, I, I look, I am all I about like games, the game, but, but good God. there is a line. Uh, Yeah. Ah, Light and dark is a good point. Old. Damn, if you could kill people through the monitor, we'd all be dead. That's true. I think. True. Yeah. Number two of this list, literal dick attack. Second Life. Never played Second Life. Me neither. Second Life is a complete virtual environment that com complements reality by helping people who are no good or the real world <clears throat> voluntarily remove themselves. <laughs> One of the biggest figures in this world is millionaire Anshi Chung, real-world teacher Eileen Graff created Anshi as a Second Life avatar, but as the Avatar's virtual business grew, she took Anshi as a real name and had her acting like her in interviews. She basically, uh, she's basically a William Gibson character escaped into a real or a fake <laughs> world. Really. In, ador in a, an adorable misunderstanding of technology, CNET attempted to film a live interview in the virtual world, forgetting that the real studio audiences only behave because security can flatten them, and Second Life isn't Tron, so that's not an option here. The interview had barely started when Angie was bombarded with an army of flying disembodied penises. It's got a screenshot of this. <laughs> That's awesome. Unfortunately, TV networks plead their own rubbish about being able to fight hackers in real time instead of just switching the system off and cursing. So she was left at the mercy of armies of cyber <laughs> She teleported out to escape what was rapidly becoming a Japanese cartoon <laughs> then revealed that she doesn't know how virtual worlds work either. Deciding not to return to the now-secure CNET studio, she invited everyone into her home server instead. Oh, that's a mistake. There are men hopping back into minefields on one leg with better pattern recognition than that. The cock bombardment immediately resumed with mind-bending metaporn of her virtual body attack by pictures of her real body photoshopped to hold a fake penis. The horrible cock mobile mindlessly pressing against fake women brought down her entire server, generated a lot of publicity for the game event, and gave TV executives the idea for Jersey Shore. <laughs> All right, maybe this is the heist that I'm thinking of, this one here. Notice Eve Online is here twice. It, well, it's full of dicks. I've played it. It's true. <laughs> All right, number one, the ultimate investment scam. As Emperor pointed out, this one is also from Eve Online. 
Player Callie won at EVE Online, <clears throat> despite it being a massively multiplayer game with no victory condition. Other players earn ISK, the game currency, by mining, completing quests, or killing each other. Callie, on the other hand, simply asked for it. And it worked. And there was nothing they could do about it. Because while the other losers went into the economy as honest workers, or corporations, he realized he could go in as a bank. He spent months running the EVE Intergalactic Bank, or EIB. This offered loans for startup EVE corporations and miners who wanted to buy tools. With interest rates and repayment plans, and yes, we're still talking about a game people apparently play for fun. Callie certainly had fun. He fulfilled the secret fantasy of every bank manager in history when one day he walked in and just took all the money. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time this has happened. Oh, oh, this come on, great. guys. Really? All the money was $790 billion ISK, about $170,000 in real dollars, which he used to become the greatest video game villain of all time. <laughs> he spent a huge chunk of the money to buy a ridiculously powerful warship. Another chunk posting a huge bounty on his own head, then sailed off into space, just daring people <laughs> to kill him. <laughs> the ultimate dickery? He posted a 15-minute video bragging about how he got away with it, mocking his loyal employees at EIB, enemies who failed to stop him, and the suckers who basically paid for a second job, essentially paying for the right to have their money stolen. Understand, Callie is now officially smarter than every Bond villain put together <laughs> because he found a way to give an expository monologue without getting killed. <laughs> that is awesome. <clears throat> oh, that's, oh, that's classic. great. I mean, come on. Nobody, uh, for one, how would, you pay back, how would you pay back the interest rate? Let's say we actually, I, I, I'm curious now how this works. You borrow money from an in-game bank. Somebody's yeah. running a bank. Dude, I mean, how it, do you enforce them to pay it, it back? It, it's actually kind of cool. Uh, well, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if there is a way to force them, but there are, you know, they can do agreements. But it's interesting. Economists have actually studied Eve's in-game economy, like real economists, because right. it is apparently, I mean, until... Well, it was until they tragedy. Right, yeah. until they destroyed it. But, I mean, it was a, apparently at the time, a marvel of how a game could actually run a real-world type economy. A there free were, market. You know, there were finite resources. There was a certain amount of money. You know, there was inflation. There was, you know, it literally was a completely working free market system. And then this guy came along and was just like, you know what? Fuck you all. <laughs> Suck it. I'm going gi- to buy a giant spaceship with your money. And then it puts a bounty on his own head. Yeah, I- which is funny. That's just awesome. <laughs> The biggest middle finger of all time is his giant spaceship floating around (laughs) Eve. Come on, fuckers, bring it on. You're just destroying your own money. (laughs) You guys know you paid for this, right? You might not want to scratch it, you know. I think I might want to watch part of that video. That's funny. Me too. That's that's classic. If they don't pay back, you W-A-S-D-E-C and keep blowing them up? I don't know what that is, but okay. War deck. I don't know what that is. Hmm. Must be an in-game thing. Declare All right. <clears throat> We've got to uh, get to the mailbag. So it looks like we're going to run over again tonight. Yeah, it will happen. Not necessarily, but, you know, it happens. Okay. The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? All right, folks, as always, you can send in your comments, opinions, and questions to emperor1gacox.net. First up, Emp, if there's no football season this year, will you do a draft like baseball? And being serious, can you really destroy Miller Park and mid-inning pitchers? Thanks, 
Judas Priest. Uh, I don't play fantasy baseball or fantasy football if there's a season or not. To me, setting a lineup once a week is kind of, you know, lame. I, I, I'm not that big on, on NFL. College football, I'm all about. But you know, even that's going to be less than interesting this year because we vacated all I don't understand that. We vacated all our wins, lost our coach, yep. lost our players, lost our quarterback. You guys got boned. For what is a very petty, shitty little thing. I think oh, Ohio I State went way oh, overboard. I agree. Completely agree. <clears throat> I mean, I, I get what they were trying to do. They're trying to get ahead of it, and they're trying to, you know. But I don't think the NCAA I don't, would have, would have handled it that either. much. I think I don't when either. Trestle quit, that was enough. I agree. So I mean, vacating your wins, especially. I mean, that's two against Michigan. That that compl- well, yeah, completely unnecessary. Yes, I think they did go too far. Yeah, uh, I cannot blow up mid inning pitchers because our bullpen, unlike yours, is good. The problem is our hitting right now sucks. We need a, we need a hitter. Except for uh, what, Hafner with that grand yeah, slam. Yeah, that was and then nice. He had a couple hits. That over was the nice too. By the way, uh, thanks to Mr. Hatlin who sent in the uh, cracked one, the seven biggest dick moves in gaming history. That was awesome. Okay, <clears throat> greetings, Emperor, from the Archbishop Shriggs, the Archbishop of the Cult of the Emperor. Some nasty people have reared their heads in our World of Warcraft guild. Hackers. Simply put, and this is in caps, everyone needs to get a fucking authenticator, or the Archbishop Shriggs is purging all of you. And this is to everyone who wants to join in that listens to the show. Get one before you ask for an invite. I am putting everyone in the guild on the purge list until I freaking know they have authenticators. They can get one for free on any smartphone, I'll get one for five bucks at the Blizzard store. Amp, if you don't have one, the entire guild bank is at risk. Okay. Good point. I mean, I, I agree. So, this is interesting. Uh, Amp, I was going through some of my Steam account recently, and I realized I have a few game passes to give out. My friends all either have these games or aren't into them. So I was wondering if you might find a way to get give them to some good homes. The games I have to give are Killing Floor, Super Meat Boy, Cogs, Audio Surf, which I play. It's kind of interesting. And two copies of Portal. I really don't care who they go to, so long as they have, to, uh, so long as they go to someone who might enjoy them. I look forward to your thoughts. And even if this isn't something you want to get involved with, I appreciate your time. Looking forward to the next show, and that's from Tech. Uh, I like that Tech, and we might actually do something with that. Let me think on that. I'm going to keep this email. Maybe we'll do a, a contest or two and try and give some of these away. That'd be cool. Okay, uh, this actually I meant to bring up earlier in the show I didn't get around to. For those who do not know, Podcraft is no longer airing at VTW. It was given the uh, cancellation notice, I guess, yesterday. I'm still not entirely sure why or how this went about. I just got it because uh, I believe Master Queef made a post in the general forums on VTW mentioning it. So anyways, he sends this in. Apology. Spelled wrong. Hail, almighty lord of the fires of Mount Doom. Now that I finally have a stable job and I am unpacked, I will be able to write in each week again. Just wanted to say, great show and God bless. I would like to humbly apologize to the community of BTW, Emperor, and the listeners of my now-canceled show. I have been, for the most part, a troll, an asshole, and more or less just a complete ass. I will be working to salvage my reputation with everyone, and I do hope one day I can be an honored member of BTW once again. That's from Master Queef. Good luck, Master Queef. You have your work cut out for you. But you're handling it the right way. That's the way to go about it. So, good start. Yes. Uh, let me skip ahead here. This one's for... Let's see. Connor sends this one in. He wanted a shout-out, by the way. He's been trying out World of Warcraft on my recommendation. Amp, here's an announcement you should read. World of Warcraft is free until level 20. The last email I sent you, there was a vid link. Tell people what it said, please. Connor, I... spell check. 
Right. Um, I was under the impression that he was that it was already always free up at level twenty for the fourteen day trial. You uh, can get level yeah. twenty in about three hours. Yeah. If, level twenty is easy. Yeah. yeah. Especially even, now. Even back then, it was easy. Now, I did get a bunch of uh, jokes from Gooma Boy, and this was for a completely different reason. But I said, what the hell? And I said to myself, I'll read here in a, uh, a couple. This one sent in from, let's see, this is Mr. Smith. God condones slavery. And uh, it's a bunch of biblical passages. Well, this is definitely a lighthearted topic for this show. Uh, Leviticus. And as for thy bondmen and thy bondmaids, whom thou mayest have of the nations that are round about you, of them shall ye buy bondmen and bondmaids. Maybe he's talking about a bail bondsman. You ever think of that? Moreover, the children of the strangers that sojourn. What the hell is this all about? How can God? Oh, there it is. Ah, here we go. How can God, the Almighty, the so-called distributor of rights, God-given rights, condone slavery? And there's a website. Uh, I'm going to be honest, Mr. Smith. Unless that website was written by God, I don't think they can speak for him. Although we haven't opened it, so I don't know what it's about. Not to mention we're kind of taking these passages out of the middle of Leviticus. Which I will be yeah. also honest, I am not well-versed on that particular book, so I have no idea. Go Old Testament. Although, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there that isn't exactly uh, uh, relevant today. So, you know, you have to take it in the historical context, I suppose. I, I have to read it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I got nothing. Imp, I finally got the chance to listen to the last show, and I wanted to clarify something. When I talked about the priests being opposed to gay marriage, what the hell is with religion, you people? When I talk about priests being opposed to gay marriage, there was not a single part of the statement that said they had to accept it. I merely said that they had no right to be vocal about opposing it since they have done no better. Oh, yes, they yes they can. That's okay, You're talking about millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of gay pride and, and, and people that are gay and homosexual, what have you, demanding certain rights that go against what these priests have been, you know, they believe in. And you're picking out less than 1% of a priest that's been around for 2,000 years, and that's what you're going to hold up? You are painting with a very broad brush. I mean, do you want to talk about a straw man uh, art argument there, uh, Myth? I, yeah. I, look, I mean, and I'm a believer. And if you want to say, if you want to argue that the Catholic Church needs to do a better job of policing the priesthood and taking care of their problems and not sweeping them under the carpet, that argument can be made. I am with you. Fine. But if you want to use that small minority, as Emp said, to put up a straw man argument that they shouldn't have the right to, you know, be- believe what they believe and stand up for their religion, uh, that's bullshit. I mean, you're talking about two completely different things. Yes. It's like, uh, you know, well, priests can't be against the death penalty when there is executions happening in the Bible. Uh, yeah, they can. They're yes, two completely different things. So, you know. Uh, again, it's a straw man argument. You're taking apples and oranges and trying to make uh, what is an invalid argument here, and this is not going to fly. Anyways, this is from Digit, who has been conspicuously missing the last several episodes. You were talking about microtransactions in game, in my uh, own personal opinion. If you're paying a subscription, then it's bad, period. You're paying for development. And a game that offers a service that costs to maintain, i.e. Guild Wars, it's one thing to buy. But they have to pay for those servers. Microtransactions bother me less. And a free game to play? Totally understandable. That's the only way they make money. I don't like ones that upset the balance of a multiplayer game. I prefer ones that either uh, cause shortcuts or let you customize your characters more. I think it's Dungeons & Dragons Online. You can buy an experience booster, which is technically a time or money choice. I think you can get 90% of the Team Fortress 2 hats, 
Save for more special ones like the Japanese charity hat. In-game, if you're willing to pay, you're a play for 32,000 hours. Oh, shit, is that all? Have you seen some of the achievements in that game? Yeah, I know. It's a reason I don't play anymore. Oh, I know. And I, I don't like achievements, but, you know, you get stuff for it. It's just like, eh. Quick sum. Subscriptions, bad period. One-time purchase games, cover service, or actually add story link to the campaign, mini expansions. Free to play. No holds bar. Dislike ones that upset the balance of multiplayer. As to Team Fortress 2 going free, doesn't really bother me. The game is rather aged at this point, and it really does uh, just means fresh meat. Given Steam sales where people could pick up two, one to $2 isn't too big of a stretch. I Actually, I, if we may, you know, speak about that for a second. Uh, just not to rehash the entire argument, but Digit actually hits on most of what we ended up agreeing with in that argument. Um, as long as it doesn't upset the balance, I'm fine with it. The one thing that I disagree with is in her email, she says, anytime you're paying a subscription, no period. Eh, I disagree. Um, I would say no period if it's essential game content, because that's, I mean, that's what it is. But I mean, for example, just to go to the hats, you don't right. have to have them. No, you don't. You, you know, can't so, even see them. Right. You can't see it's a first person shooter. It, you have no right. idea what the fuck exactly. you're wearing. So if you want to pay $2 for a hat and they want to charge 2 bucks for a hat, I really could give a shit less. Okay. If it's essential content, or if, as she said, it's going to alter the balance because it's, you know, the sword of a thousand tears and it just kills everything <laughs> or whatever. You know, then, yeah, I have a problem because that's changing the balance of the game. But if it's just cosmetic, it's just customizable, and it's not essential content, I have no problem if they want to charge. I don't care if they want to charge $90 for that stupid monocle in uh, Eve oh, that we talked about. Yeah. I, never, I, I realize I, like I, I get why was. they're mad about it. I get why there was the whole in-game riot. Yep. I don't care. I would like to know what the end story was, if they're still rioting. I mean, it's been a couple yeah. weeks now, but I'd like to see what ended up happening. It's the Internet. I'm not sure they have that much energy. Uh. Louis Gagliardi sent this one. Hey, Epp and the other guys. First, obligatory Cleveland sucks. Pittsburgh rules from the Steel City. Go Pittsburgh. Fuck you. I know I live in so, Ohio, but my dad's from Pennsylvania. I was so raised there, like that way. I, I, I mean, grew, so what? So I grew what? up so with what? it. I grew up watching Penn I State and the Steelers. You're no. from here. Technically, I'm from Georgia. Or actually, Alabama. You don't even know where you're from. I know. Like, I've been was, a lot of places in my life. I've lived all over the place. Okay, couldn't resist it as a fine, uh, Cleveland is a fine city. Not as much bling to throw around as Pittsburgh, but a nice city. No, it's not. Second, why is it always a Democrat big surprise? And I, I did send back a response to him. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, so a pardon for not a direct quote. Not all Democrats, this is in response to the, uh, the law going up before the Supreme Court in California to ban violent video games was put uh, by a Democrat, okay. which the Supreme Court voted 7-2 to shoot down. The Supreme Court came out and said that uh, like video, a boss, video games are protected free speech. Anybody can buy them if they want. Actually, 17. yes, you texted me when the verdict came right. out to let me know. Yeah, I, we didn't give you cover that. It's been two weeks. So. I was at work. I did the happy dance. <laughs> I put it in my uh, my instant messenger at work. I don't think anybody got it, but anyways, yeah. not all Democrats believe in banning things such as this. I'm a proud Democrat due to social reasons. Uh, see gay marriage. I'm guessing probably because he is one. But I'm not for limiting anyone's rights, and that includes the mother that wants her fat kids to eat the Happy Meal. Anyway, back on topic. Banning the sale of violent video games for minors due to violence is dumb. With as much violence as there is on the 5 o'clock news, the kids are desensitized to violence anyways. That's a problem in and of itself. But that doesn't mean we should take away their every right to play it. What the argument should be is why are we censoring sexual... We are, why, are, why we are censoring sexualized things but not violent things. Why is it okay to show kids gory in-game action, where it's whether it's World of Warcraft or Duke Nukem Forever, but it's not okay to show minors, and I'm talking 14 to 17 here, breasts or other body parts? 
That's what the discussion needs to be about. Thanks for taking the time to read Ooh. this email. Ooh. Uh, Faryar. Ooh. Okay. Uh, just taking this one thing at a time. The reason it's Democrat, no surprise, it... Oh, I you responded to replied. Him. Yes, I did. All right, you told him. Well, I'm going to say it on the air. Go ahead. The reason it's Democrat, no surprise, is because while not all Democrats, in fact, most of the older school Democrats, the mm-hmm. old style Democrats, not these progressive liberals, Truman but Democrats. the old style Democrats are very much like you. They're moderate on social issues, and so am I. I'm, I mean, I'm as red as you can get when it comes to most things. Fiscal policy, foreign policy, I'm dark red or bright red or however you want to say it. But social issues, I'm purple. You know, gay rights, I don't care. Feel free. You want to get married, go nuts. But when it comes to things like this, Democrats, for the most part, especially the liberal progressive wing of the party, have <laughs> become the party of banning things for our own good and because telling they, people what they can and know do. better than we right. do. They're all professors. They're all intellectuals. Not all of them. I'm not saying, I'm not painting every Democrat is this way, but all people who Enough pull this shit are Democrats. That's why we say Democrat, big surprise. So... That's where that comes to. I said the following. The reason why it's a Democrat, no surprise, is that it's been consistently the Democrats, especially in the states of New York and California, who have tried regulating and banning video games time and again. Couple that with the president and his appointees trying to regulate the Internet, as well as giving him an unconstitutional kill switch for the Internet. Fuck him. Without a vote uh, by the people or of the Congress, shows a continuing culture of control over our digital lives. While it may be true that not every single Democrat in the world is for this, the point is that so many are, including those in power, that they continue to attack video games and the Internet time and again. Facts are facts. I highly suggest, as a Democrat, you use your vote to get control over your own people. By the way, how are those pirates doing? Not to turn to politics or anything, but... No, this I show? I know, crazy, Never. right? But just on our end of it, no matter what you think of the Tea Party, and I realize most people on the left hate it, they have a distorted view of it, Start your own. Now, you can make it on your own side, but the liberals, the progressives, the people who want to ban shit because it's good for us, because they want to ban salt, they want to ban Happy Meals, they want to ban this, they want to ban that. Yes. You know, they want to ban everything because they're smarter than you are and you can't be trusted to control your own life. Take your party back from them. We're trying to take ours back with the Tea Party. Whether you like it or not, the Tea Party actually is attempting to take back the Republicans from the corporate cronyism elitist bastards. That's working. You know what? If you'd believe differently, that's great. Let's have a discussion about it. But I hate the elites in your party almost, or well, more than I hate the elites in mine. Do something about it. Take your party back. Then we can have true Republicans and Democrats and actually have a debate about things. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. I'm happy with just hating them based on their idiocy as it is right now. Oh, I, However, I hate them. We are yeah. quickly marginalizing the ones in our party because I mean, true. Hey, the Tea Party has done a lot, and there's there's no head of it. There's no control. It's just off and running. And I love the the talking points, the rhetoric, the absolute you know bile that they spew about the team. Oh, they're a bunch of racists. Oh, they're a bunch of uh, American only. They hate you know immigrants and everything. I have yet to see one have you, single have proof you of that. Seen Not one. The last week in the uh, papers, they're now calling us economic terrorists. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thugs and people who care more about destroying the Democratic Party than saving America. Was they that think the plane that dealer? we. Uh, no, this was uh, Waypo in the New York Times. Oh, okay. well, the Gray Lady. Paul Krugman thinks we want to destroy the country so that Obama will only have one term. Okay, well, that's okay, because he's done a great job on his own. Yeah, he's doing a great job. We've got zero power. Ladies Up until a year ago, we had mind you, we have one house in Congress. Now, they have Senate. Now, they yeah. had two and a half years of full power the, and did exactly 
dick. The Democrats have not passed a budget in 802 days, ladies and gentlemen. Suck my balls. This and my is not job depends on them getting it done by August 2nd. And I almost want them to hold the line and say, I hadn't even fuck thought it. About that. Oh, that's right. Now everybody thinks about that. Shit. Hey, Emperor Highlander, I read the newspaper yesterday that my country's only NBA basketball player, Omri Caspi, is moving to Cleveland Cavaliers. So my question is, what's their recent win-loss record like? How's their lineup? Any big stars? Thanks. Great as always, Thess. I actually haven't looked, but I heard we uh, did pretty well in the draft. Uh, well, that's up for debate. Yeah, is it? Yeah, we'll see. I, again, we'll see. I haven't looked. I don't care that much about basketball. I don't But either. I was talking to some of the guys at work, and they said we did pretty well. So... Uh, um. Well, I mean, I mean, because we have no big stars. We don't. We don't. And our record was like what? Nineteen wins, twenty wins last year. It was awful because we we tore everything down and we had. Well, to yeah, you're back gonna up have again. you're gonna yes. have a reset period. So there's that. This just came in. Here's a quick comment. Relay this message to Varyar. Screw you, Varyar. Pelicans is sucking <laughs> away my life already. You son of a bitch. There you go. That's from Maniac Killer. So sorry. <laughs> oh, then you're already playing it, and you can't blame me for it. I just found it yesterday. But it is kind of cool, like I said. So there you have it. All right, we are way overdue for a break. You know, we only got a half an hour left, Fire. I say screw the break and just go through it. Let's push. Okay. All right, let's check back in here to IRC, because you know, I've been out doing the – we've been doing the mail. So, <clears throat> da 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 Shriggs is starting to sound like a priest who thinks he has the book of life. You can add any names he wants without talking to him. You know, Sam, that's actually a pretty good point. That is valid. I think Arch- the uh, Archbishop is getting a little big for his britches. You know, he hasn't done shit with his comic book yet. We're all left wondering what the hell is happening in, in uh, Balance Break. Nothing's going on. Now he's starting to threaten to put people on the purge list without even consulting me? I like manly stuff. He is the only member of the Emp clergy, so his words, the, next, the word should be not is but are, his words are as the Pope's. The problem here, manly stuff, is that if I'm Christ, I this is not the second coming. I'm still here. At least the Pope prays. Uh, I'm, I'm still kind of you know pissed because I'm here. I, I'm not up in heaven giving you know dictating my will to a Pope. I'm on the microphone dictating my will. <laughs> <laughs> he is reachable. Manly stuff. That was a quick transition from politics to sports. Well, well versatile. What yeah, can I say? Yeah, going any direction. Okay, where are we going to go? Let's see, what do we what? got? Any Wait, other... what's the, hang on. There may not be a tank there, but does China own the square? Oh, they're talking, uh, okay, there, there isn't, isn't a Chinese, Chinese tank yeah. in my town square. I ain't bitching about the government. I will. <laughs> it's one of my great and glorious freedoms. Until there will be a Chinese tank in our square, because they bought one and put it there. You remember Red Dawn? Yes. That's me, in the hills. You know, they actually You're coming with it. me. The to the hills. All right. And we shall fight. All right. Outstanding. I don't want to make IEDs. Do you, yes, do I do. Oh, there were classes. You got to know how they're made to be able to spot gotta them. Video. We got to post a YouTube video. <laughs> the Emperor's Court IED. First, <laughs> you take a beer bottle. Though. It's made of fail and troll. With a lot of duct tape. Anyways, uh, <laughs> where was I going with this? Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. Damn it. I was going to say something clever and I forgot. Oh, yeah. Red Dawn. You know, the remake is coming out, right? I'm a little nervous. Okay, well, it was all about the Chinese invading the United States. The remake is? Yes. Oh. Well, that's how they shot it. Okay. And then they realized, well, wait a minute. If we do this, then we're going to piss off the Chinese market for Who our cares? future movies. Well, oh. they do, because they're worried about their future movies. So yeah. they spent $3 million and reshot some of it and then digitally altered them to look like North Koreans. 
and they redubbed the uh, video, the audio of them saying Chinese. They now say North Koreans. Interesting. Because okay, so we're going to believe the North Koreans, who have no electricity and have no food amongst them, are somehow going to put together a Cuban-like boat, right, float across yeah. the Pacific. Invade. Well, San you know, Francisco. I don't know if you remember the first one, but yeah, in the I first did. one, it was more plausible. It was the Soviets. No, 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 no. Oh, the Soviets the... were the advisors. I know it was the Latino countries. And yes, it was South have... America, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mexico, and Cuba. Again, they're that's... here already. Well, yeah, they're already crossing the border. But that's because we won't shoot them. And listen, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not advocating that because I would. If we start shooting them, they'll knock it the fuck off. I'm just saying. But thanks to Fast and Furious, they now have the guns. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, you know what? They can have all the AK-47s they want. You put a Marine division on that border and just tell them, fuck it, nobody comes through. And I've said They'll the knock thing. it off. Militarize the border. I agree. The Chinese did it for 2,000 years. Great Wall. Well, poorly, technically, the Great but... Wall was eventually a failure. Ultimately, the Great Wall poorly, was a failure. But... Yeah. Okay, now it was failure because they had a guy that turncoated in the song as they had opened up the gates and come on I know, through, I'm boys. just saying. I'm just Bring saying. The in the, in the end, the Great Wall was a massive waste of bricks. Although it is cool because it is actually one of only two human structures that can be seen from space. They cannot. That has been proven false. Really? Yes, you cannot see it from space. There well, is now no I found possible the way. No, there is no human object, even from low orbit, that you can see. That, is, really? that has been proven many times over. For like the last... I can't even remember how long I've been... Told and thought that that was true. Great. How sad. You got a wall. wall. Yep. China. China. Let's see. I, I know this has been disproven. Visibility from low with Earth. Yep. Yep. Here we go. Okay. Uh, a more controversial question: Whether the Great Wall is visible from low Earth orbit? NASA claims it is barely visible and only under nearly perfect conditions. It is no more conspicuous than many other man-made objects. Other authors have argued that due to limitations of the optics of the eye and the spacing of photoreceptors on the retina, it is impossible to see the wall with a naked eye, even from low Earth orbit, and would require visual acuity of 20 by 3. I have 2010. Uh, Not good enough, huh? I have glasses, so I don't know. You know, they do choose astronauts for outstanding visibility. Or visual well, acuity. Well, that's when we used to have astronauts, and in about a week we won't. Yeah, it's so, another. Visibility of the moon. Well, one of the earliest off. known references to this myth appears in a letter written in 1754 by English antiquary William Stuckley. Stuckley wrote that this mighty wall of four score miles in length, Hadrian's Wall, is only exceeded by the Chinese Wall, which makes a considerable figure up upon the terrestrial globe and may be discernible at the moon. Wow. The claim was also mentioned by Henry Norman in 1895, where he states, besides its age and enjoys reputation of being the only work of human hands on the globe visible from the moon. You know, actually, now that I'm actually critically thinking about it, instead of parroting, you know, something that like a I've heard repeated. Yeah, I know. But now that I'm applying critical thinking skills, it's long enough that that would be plausible, but it's not really wide enough. No, it's only what? 10, 15, Ten, yeah. 20 feet at most? Yeah, I mean, it, I hadn't really thought about it that way, you know, because I'm always thinking, oh, it's like 7,000. Uh, you know long. what? Good call. Here it is. The uh, claim the Great Wall is visible has been debunked many times. It is still ingrained in popular culture. The wall is a maximum of 30 feet wide, and it's about ah. the same color as the soil surrounding it. Based on the optics of revolving, uh, resolving power, and it gives some formula I'm not about to read, uh, really kind of surrounded, da, 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 would be viable to unaided eye from the moon whose average distance from Earth is uh, 238,000 miles. The apparent width of the Great Wall from the moon is the same as that of a human hair viewed from two miles away. Well, holy shit. To see the wall from the moon would, would require spatial resolution 17,000 times better than normal 2020 vision. 
Unsurprisingly, no lunar astronaut has ever claimed to have seen the Great Wall from the moon. Well, I stand corrected, sir. Then again, we're listing some jackhole in 1754 in England and another asshole in 1895. I probably should have checked my sources on that but one. But you yeah. know what? It's one of those that everybody parrots. So well, yeah, it's like, true. okay, well, if everybody believes it, then one it's of those like we have common, yeah. common knowledge things. And it's wrong. Semiasa says a united Korea with northern forces and southern's might, uh, southern mines could invade the United States. Bring them on. Okay. I'll shoot them. I'd still like to see it somehow get across the ocean without getting sunk. Okay. All right. What else we got here? This was another one I found interesting. Archbishop and Barry are having a feud, which is fun. Yeah, are they? Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, that one's interesting. Barry has less patience than on the left, so that could you know end poorly for the Archbishop. Uh, let's see. Anyways, let him fight it out. I'll be interested to see who's left standing at the end. <laughs> you are a benevolent and wise god. <laughs> you may have purged this, but I can make IRC read only. <laughs> it's a legitimate advertisement. I've been trying to get someone to help me for two weeks. Oh, they're... Uh, all right. They're complaining about... Uh, oh, the, the comic. comic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Here we go. This one's all you. All right. This man has every PS2 game in America still wrapped. Geek.com. Most of us prefer to unwrap and play the video games we purchase, but many people buy games to collect. Ahan76, one user at PlayStation Collecting, is one of those people, and now claims that he has every single PlayStation 2 game released in America, still wrapped in original packaging and in mint condition. PlayStation Collecting interviewed Ahan76 about his collection of close to 1,800 PlayStation 2 games. Holy shit, there's that many games? Wow. He must have gotten all the Japanese ones, too. I, that's yeah, a lot of games the American, but uh, yeah, Good that's Lord. a lot. All completely sealed and stored carefully in a series of bookshelves. According to the interview, Ahan76 starting off buying games a few here. Ahan76 started off buying a few games here and there, and had no intention of becoming a collector. But he just fell into it. The PlayStation 2 is his favorite console, and while he doesn't disclose exactly how many games are in his collection or how much the total collection cost him to build, he did mention that the PlayStation 2 isn't the only console he collects for. He also collects titles for the PSP and the Neo Geo, with the Neo Geo being the current focus of his collection. Well, I should be too hard. There wasn't wow. that many titles. Yeah. Another thing worth noting is that while all of the games Ahan76 has are sealed, that's not the only criteria he has for the games in his collection. For example, they all have to be first editions, meaning no <laughs> second editions, re-releases, and no greatest hits versions are on his shelves. If a game was an exclusive of some kind, he has to get that edition. That's incredible dedication and an even bigger investment, especially in games that will never see the inside of a console. Even so, it's, an, it's a great museum of sorts to the glory days of the PlayStation 2, and its monetary value likely pales in comparison to the sense of satisfaction Ahan76 has for completing his collection. I bet that's how he gets chicks. Oh, yeah. Baby, you need to come over to my house. Hey, sweetheart. my PlayStation 2 collection. <laughs> Still wrapped. I think right then... I guess then... what's not wrapped... That's when Wait. they start blowing the rape whistle and running <laughs> just in any direction they can. But you know what? Some of those games, like an, uh, like a, a wrapped original Zelda title, it goes for a couple thousand. Oh, I believe it. But, I mean, then again, those games back then were few and far between. These days, you're collecting games that not a lot of them hold a lot of collectability. Yeah. Now, that's not true. There were some at the time, you know, back in the original PlayStation. I sold, what is it, Xenogears and the original Final Fantasy Tactics. For huge amounts of money. 
And I don't know why. I'm guessing they were just hard to come by. They had limited printing. I know Tactics was when it first came out. Were they still wrapped in? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that, I would yeah, actually I sell mean, them on eBay for 80, 100, 150 bucks and then go to the store and buy I mean, the copy. Dudes like this guy that are looking for those mint first edition. I mean, they're willing to pay a premium for their hobby. Uh, I know. I, I guess everything, if you've got a buyer for it, this is. Stuff. You can't pick up chicks with video games. I beg to disagree. Uh, Not by personal experience, but I've heard of World of Warcraft weddings. I swear to God, Mr. Wim can back me up on this. In 2006, my final year of college, okay, because I, I, uh, I stayed an extra year to get my double major, to get my second degree. Right. Okay? One of the education classes I had was some kind of diversity thing where they were trying to tell you and teach you that not everybody's home life and everybody's style of living. It's one of those bullshit things that... You know, the nuclear family is gone now and nobody cares. Right. There's other ways of having a stable family life. One of the things I did was Internet culture. And I was making the argument that it is becoming a culture. And this was back in 2006. And to show that, I actually took a video. It's a 15-minute video. And I want to say it was in Korea of a World of Warcraft Alliance wedding. That these players had met each other through the game and had... uh, through the game, found each other in, in South Korea, when actually dated and married in real life, and decided that they would exchange vows in-game between the two gnome characters dressed in tuxes. That's crazy. With all of their cyber friends in World of Warcraft dressed right. for the occasion in the hall. Now, you want to talk about something that I would trash given the opportunity, crash that party and raid it, oh, that yeah. would be it. Kill them. But I, I, I took this video and played it. For everybody in there, they they brought a DVD player in because I burned it to a DVD and played it. And I believe it. Yeah. I briefly dated a chick I met through Altman Line uh, at Ohio State. This chick, oh, she played it. Her name, online name was Apollonia. Her real name was Lynn. I know her last name won't give it up. Not that it, it probably matters. She was five years older than I was. You know who Anne Hesh is? Yeah. When I first met her, when I went down to Ohio State to meet her, and we went back and forth to Cleveland and Ohio State for about half a year. My God, Varyar, I tell you, a clone, and, a and spitting hey, image. Oh, I wish I had a picture. I I did a double take when I first met her, and I, I kind of looked at her, at her and I'm like, Lynn. She's like, you you play video games? <laughs> oh, she played them all the time. Yeah. It was all to line for her. She didn't really play anything else. It was, it was this a social aspect. I hand to God to this day. I had if I had a Bible, I put my hand on it. I thought this chick was Anne Hesh. Looked just like her. Wow. Um, she was into, uh, what's the study of bugs? Etymology. Etymology. She actually ended up working with a professor on a couple of the X-Files episodes. Ah. They had some bugs and some some weird kind of locust or whatever in one of the episodes. I'm going to be honest. When you said she was into and then paused, I was yeah. about to tell him to send the kids out of the room. <laughs> because I Come wasn't sure ears. where you were going no. with that one. Oh, she. And I, I, the thing was, she was living with her boyfriend at the time, who was also really into World of War, or into Ultima Online. And the way I came across them is they hated us. I ganked this fucker all the time, <laughs> and I, I tell, he really took it personally. I guess he was kind of a big dude, eh. and he really took it personally. So she didn't tell Internet him. Tough guy. Oh yeah, I nice. mean, in in real life, I guess he's kind of a, a big guy, but I guess he's kind of a you know. Duh, duh, kind of guy. Yeah. So she didn't tell him that I was coming down to meet her, and and she didn't tell him that she was coming up to Cleveland to meet me. So this went on for about six months before I finally said, "Look, I'm sorry. You're two and a half hours away. As right. as you are, this can't, this ain't right. gonna fly." So that's awesome, though. Oh, it's nice man. to know that 
once in a while out there, there is actually in real life a hot female and gamer. She breaks the mold. I'm telling you. I don't know if she still plays. I got oh, actually, he's right. Does. It's uh, etymology. Etymology. Thank you. It's, I almost no, said no, no. entomology, but that's I know that's entomology. The study of words. No, no, no. Etymology is the study of word history. Entomology okay. is the study of bugs. Okay. Onan's right. My bad. Whichever. All right, moving on. So, yeah. I mean, oh, man, she was smoking hot. But oh, she's five thing. years ahead of me. Yeah. I was 20. She was 25. Ah, uh, the thing she and could she have was working on her. She was working on her. Oh, she taught. Did. Oh, no, no. I'm an she idiot. Did. I... Oh, she was. Uh, <laughs> I've never actually gone into a great deal of detail with Mystic Man because it happened a couple years before I even met her. But listen, she was, that uh, nerds, if you can get an older she woman, she was an advanced. But you know what? I was. I tell you, educational. Was a, back experience. then, I was a tank. I was still playing ball. You know. So, ah, okay. This you know, is back this in your days, when I right? Was, you know, yeah. I look much like you did in the server. I was, you know, pretty beefy, but now I'm just beefy. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, believe me, I've made that transition. I, I know that one. Yeah. All right. This one is disturbing on many fronts. But uh, awesome. This is from, I think, Think Xanus about the Little Mermaid in. possibilities here. I'm just I saying. Know. <laughs> you want to ruin a childhood, that'll do it. Kotaku.com. When Disney collaborates with an erotic artist. Fans make sexy drawings of various characters, from Peter Pan's Tinkerbell to Beauty and the Beast's Belle. They've done this for years. But... Disney's now hooked up with an honest-to-goodness erotic game illustrator, Aoi Nishimita, Nishimata, for an official collaboration. The end result, however, isn't sexy. Well, then what's the fucking point? Okay, well, I was to stop here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got all... But I isn't any good? I'm like, wow, really? Uh, uh, Tinkerbell porn, I can just see it. Nishimata <laughs> is an in-house <laughs> illustrator and character designer at Bishiojo, I guess it was Beautiful Girls in Japanese, erotic game company Naval. Nishimata is best known for her work. Her oh, it's a chick. Oh, for her work on eighteen and up adult games like Shuffle and Really, Really. There's a game based on that. Yeah. All right. These are popular games with all age versions, but make no mistake, the original versions of these games are adults only. In the last few years, Nishimata has been able to sell herself. No kidding. As the <laughs> default moi illustrator, drawing characters on rice pudding. Curry, Saki, and even a Star Wars art book. It is unusual for Disney to hand over one of its iconic characters to an illustrator who has made a career of designing beautiful young girls that get boned in games. <laughs> Stranger things have happened, I guess, and actually I think it's kind of cool that Disney's being so open-minded and progressive. Good for them. Remember, it was only a few years ago that the mainstream American media was freaking out about adults, adults-only Japanese computer games. What do you mean a couple years ago? We still are. All right, the author's beef with Nishimata is that she's lazy when it comes to faces. All her characters look exactly the same. That's not true. She has about three or four faces when she uses over and over again. And those faces look the same. This guy's obviously played a lot of her games to understand what the hell he's talking about. That's kind of scary. Some might say it's her signature style, and it is. Nishimata spends more time designing character outfits than characters. Her faces are blank defaults. All right, now to every guy out there, raise your hand. How many times do you actually look at the chick's face? Not often. Hence the term butterface. Well, in the first six minutes or after that? Six minutes is all you need. Yeah, there you go. And you look at it like, oh, wow. <laughs> if I'd known that ahead of time. <laughs> I'm done. So uh, now I can look you in the eyes. And never again. Her faces are blank to false press. Eh, clothes and costumes are important, but her soul's facial features. I want the complete package. Sue me, this guy's a perv. 
I agree. Westerners might argue that, well, all anime faces look the same. Okay, but Nishimata's really look the same. So Nishimata's Tinkerbell ends up uh, just like any other character he's ever designed. A shame, because Disney's done such a terrific job of giving each of its princesses unique features. If Disney's going to reach out to female character designers or illustrators who works in the erotic game industry, there are many more talented illustrators. One's able to design both clothes and characters. The Tinkerbell drawing is the first of Disney's collaborations with Nishimata. According to the illustrator's blog, signed prints will be available at the theme parks in America for 350 bucks a pop. Wow. Unsigned prints, 125 Expect more Disney princesses from Nishimata. Expect them to look the same. I, uh, you know, looking at this picture at the top, though, she does kind of have that very generic anime face on Tinkerbell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to tell me, I mean, if you're looking for the anime style, there are so many famous anime artists out there. Why don't you just get something from Studio Ghibli? You already market all of their movies, and they're the premiere. Why not just hire one of them? Well, especially if, you know, when we read this, we kind of assumed they were going to go for a porn porn game with it, you know. But if they're not if they're not going for a porn game, why go for a porn artist? Especially if she has a relatively blatant flaw like this one. Why not go for a standard anime artist that has a significant, you know, book of material right. that he can kind of show and be like, look, I, I got this. Unless unless they're doing it for the shock value. They wanted this to get out. <gasps> Disney's hired a porn artist. Well, there's well, we've that. already seen that Disney really doesn't, you know, hold the line when it comes to morals. They bought ABC. They run, I don't know how many different shows on there that really doesn't go with the whole Disney look. Like, oh, I don't know, uh, Desperate Housewives. That's a Disney uh, franchise. Yeah. So, isn't that a, a Pretty Little Liars thing? A Disney one too? Could be. My, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on. Uh, yeah. ABC my, Family. My little cousin watches that. Oh, whatever. One. Uh, let's see. Rule 34, this is from Manly Stuff. We actually, you mentioned this, throw it on the air. If you can think it, someone will make a porn of it. Little Mermaid, I'll bet my car on it already existing. Manly Stuff, I'll tell you what I told Amp. I've seen Brave Little Toaster porn. That which is seen cannot be Be unseen. unseen. Welcome to the internet. Biomay Alchemist, Little Mermaid's Bible Black? (laughs) (laughs) Manly Stuff, you look for it, didn't you, Shrigs? Shrigs says, yeah, it does. Mermaid porn does. Oh, wow. All right. I can see this degenerating very fast. Very fast. (laughs) Very, very fast. Don't put your wang in a toaster, kids. Oh, no, I disagree. That's a mistake you (laughs) make only once, but the hilarity that ensues. We got nine minutes left. Uh, Do you want to do that one about the, uh, the judge? Yes. Okay. Oh, what's this one? All right, go with this one. Judge takes away teens Xbox, also from EscapistMagazine.com. A judge in Ireland has ordered a Belfast teenager to surrender his Xbox 360 to teach him what it's like to lose something he values. Here's a story that warms the cockles of my heart, and while I may not know exactly what a cockle is, I do know that I like it when a creative judge drops the hammer of imaginative justice on some teenage idiot. Like the story of a 13-year-old Irish lad accused of of committing a string of robberies who applied for release on bail. A high court judge agreed, but as part of the process, asked him what he owned that really meant a lot to him. Okay, that's your first mistake. Oh, yeah, that was As dumb. soon as the judge says, something you own that you really like. Yeah. Yeah, don't tell him what you really like. Right. You think it's something you absolutely hate. My parents. Yeah. <laughs> my sister. <laughs> nah. uh, yeah, here's my uh, golf club set. I really like the golf, and you hate the golf. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Were he a few years older, he might have seen this coming. 
But blinded by his youthful naivete, he said, as many young teens would, that his Xbox rig was his most prized possession. Fine, said the judge, who then took it away. The boy was told that his system would be returned to him once his charges were taken care of, and in the meantime, it would teach him what it was like to lose something he treasures. The lizard part of my brain enjoys this story because, hey, punk kid suffers. But on a more socially conscious level, I also hope that the poetic justice laid down by this judge does some good and that this kid realizes that behaving selfishly hurts other people and that the knowledge inspires him to get his shit straight. Punishment that amuses and corrects? That's my kind of justice. Maybe I'm just too cynical, Vyar. You? But Wait a minute. You done? Um, yeah, I got okay. it. Okay. Good. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have met a great many kids um, yes. in my life, especially in recent years. Anywhere from teenagers up to people in their 20s. I don't think they're going to learn any lessons. I don't think they learn like you and I did. I don't think... When they run into something, run into a setback or a drawback, or they get pulled up short because they did something wrong, I don't think they take anything away from it. Other than it was somebody else's fault, or I didn't do something right to get away with it, or I, I honestly don't believe that they learn anything from their experiences. To an extent, I agree. Um, I, I definitely agree that this generation worries me. Um, they the are the last one. The one two after me. Okay, your generation sucks. So the, my generation does suck. It's so. awful. But um, you know, kids anymore. I I do agree that it seems like they're getting more selfish, more wannabe gangster, more retarded every year. Um, but one thing I do like about this story is I, I very much like the idea of the judge setting the rules. One of the mistakes I think we make in this country, and I don't know how we got back here, but. You know, uh, mandatory minimums, uh, you know, automatic sentencing. I, I don't like any of that. The whole point of having a judge is to have a judge, not a rubber stamp. Right. I like that this judge looked at the situation, looked at the kid and said, you know what? You were a thief. Now I'm going to take something of yours. Learn your fucking lesson, you little douchebag. You know, I, I like the idea of the judge having the power to make those kind of decisions. I, I think that's a good thing. I think that Ireland's got they're on to something with that one. And I hope this judge keeps doing what he's doing. I like uh, Guma Boy puts it out there. Uh, won't he just steal another one? <laughs> <laughs> yes, run into a setback, blame the world. Sam, Mace, uh, Sam says, Amp, I used to work as a manager at a McDonald's, and I know they don't learn anything when they get punished. I, and that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Biomed Alchemist, I work in retail. The customer is almost never right. The customer is almost always a giant douchebag who thinks he's owed something. Uh, this just came into the email from uh, Mr. Steakburger. Uh, he says, hey, Emperor, there's an office building occupied by some Asian nation's embassy, and the title suits you. Oh, yeah. This is the Emperor's headquarters. <laughs> Japan? I, I think the only one left I mean, yeah, everything else is Everybody else has a king or a sultan. So, yeah, it's got to be Japan. I like that. And some dude named Steven Van Bokel wants to be my friend on Facebook. Now I gotta add. Let's. You know what? You are confirming. No, I'm not. Before no, I no. confirm that I want this guy, this Stephen Van Bokel. I don't know that Dude. I want him as a friend. We're gonna take a vote on IRC. I like it. Should I confirm Stan? You know, we're gonna do this every time we get a, a, a friend request. I like this we're idea. Yeah. This is fun. Stephen Van Bokel. Should we confirm him as a friend of the Emperor's Court? <laughs> 
IRC, IRC check vote them out. now. We'll check it back in a minute to see what the vote is. Check them out. Yay or nay. Let us know what you think. Not hard to do. So go ahead. We, I got to see. I, I can't just. We're getting too many friends now. I just can't, you know, blindly accept everybody. I'd like to. I really would. No, I wouldn't. But I got to I gotta stop myself. We got to pace ourselves. While they go back, go back to IRC real quick for me here. Okay. See, uh, Biomed, I'd go to a shop if the manager chased those types. Biomed, we are complete assholes to those type of people at my store. <laughs> you would love it there. We, <laughs> whore, I could tell you many, many stories about things that have happened at that store to stupid people. All right, so three yes, one no. Uh, Link his profile uh, first. Uh, can we do that? Let's see. Oh, yeah, let's, yeah. Just click on his name there. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll click go. on his name. Open him up. You're, you're going to have to log in. Do there. I sign I'm not confirming him, right, because I don't want to. No, you know. no, you're just opening him up. All right. <laughs> Here's this dude, right? All right, there you go. Uh, go no, ahead and look at this. That's not going to show them that, shit. Why, it's not? Nope. Why? That's not going to. Because that's just for you. Click on his name. Oh, okay, i got to click on his name. Yep, All open right. him up. There you go. Now send him that All link. All right. He's got a guitar in his profile picture, ladies and gentlemen. That's a no vote from me. But uh, that's not a real guitar. Uh, that's guitar a, a guitar hero. hero. So we can't even play the real guitar. Oh, I don't know, dude. Losing. There just you go. Just to say no. There you go. <laughs> Fate just logged on to say no. <laughs> Screw him. <laughs> that is awesome. Saragus, no. Meshqueef, no. Fate, no. Sam, no. Now, Guma, <laughs> you don't need friends. It's better to be feared than friended. <laughs> <laughs> he is Canadian fail. Also just logged on to say no from Kion. <laughs> that is awesome. It looks like leaves sleep. No. Wow. It, it started off as a rush of yes. And yeah, then some sympathetic people are like, horde, wait a minute. As soon as you put that link up, the, the show's about. quickly turned. <laughs> Guitar hero. No. Maniac. No. <laughs> Man, <laughs> the hate. <laughs> Manly stuff changed. I changed to no. <laughs> because the nail that sticks up is the first to be hammered in this. <laughs> Spyro, no. Holy Mesco, no. When the hell do we say yes to anything? <laughs> Archbishop now no longer wants to accept the request and now wants to purge the individual as well. I'm sorry, but the uh, the no's have it. What am I supposed to do? I, I It's mob it's rule here. It's sad because Stephen Van Bokel was probably one of those first three that said yes. He's like, it's, yeah, be yeah, friends with him. Me. Oh, God. Why is he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Stephen, we hardly knew ye. <laughs> Apparently we don't want to. <laughs> you are now friends with Stephen Van Bokel. Uh, you clicked sh- the wrong button. The wrong button. Who the hell is? Uh, why am I getting farm request, Farmville requests? I'm trying to build a sheep pen. Would really you use your help? No. Who the hell is you? Okay, for now, instituting a policy. If you send me Farmville requests, I what the hell is this? No, uh, no, fuck no, fucking hell no. no Someone, thanks, Mashqueef. If you send me Farmville requests, I will unfriend you. I will find you and I will purge you. All right. Uh, that is outstanding. So I post on my wall. What the hell they post. Listen to a bunch of archives at the moment. Thought, God, too hot. I'd just post here and say hi. Well, there you go, Steve Lau. Steve Lau, spell check. Uh, all right, so we got to log off of this. That's <laughs> funny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, they turn on their Oh, They, they eat their own. And here comes Stickburger with some more. Uh, building is in Chicago. Okay. God, that's in Chicago? Apparently. Right. Uh, this is from Maniac Killer. What is this? MIT, MIT puts Minecraft creators in the creation of the palm of your hand. I'm guessing this is like on an iPod link or something. 
Oh, oh this is one of those uh, centering printers. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. Unfortunately, we're running out of time here. I might say that for next week. All right. Go ahead. All right, what else we got here? <laughs> These right. I wanted to get to. Actually, Goomba, Goomba Boy gave me this. And I, I had a coworker at uh, work who was having a really rough patch last week. And she usually asks me for, like, a dumb joke, and I'll, I'll tell her a dumb, dumb joke and cheap. You know, it makes her right. day a little better. Right, you know. Unfortunately, I'm in trading, so I can only Emperor, think of... Emperor, humanitarian. <laughs> when it comes to making jokes <laughs> to somebody else's expense, absolutely. Well, there you go, yeah. But I can only think of one, and I'm in training, so I, I you know, I'm trying to learn what I'm doing without... I, I couldn't think of anything. Now, Goomba Boy has a really dry sense of humor, and everybody knows this guy is, is fucking hilarious. Yeah. And every time he says something, you got to stop and process it first because nice. it's almost always a joke at somebody else's expense, and it's always funny. So I asked him, like, do you have a couple jokes? And the next thing I know is I got a ton of these. I said, a couple stupid lame jokes. Here's what he sent me. Two blondes walk into a building. you think at least one of them would have seen it. Phone answer machine uh, message. If you want to buy marijuana, press the hash key. Okay. The guy walks into a psychiat- uh, psychiatrist wearing only saran wrap for shorts. Shrink says, well, I can clearly see your nuts. See, that's, uh, these are gold. That's funny. Yeah. I went to the butchers the other day. Uh, I bet him 50 bucks that he couldn't reach the meat off the top shelf. Said, no, the stakes are too high. See? <laughs> uh, let's see. I like that one. A man uh, came around the hospital after a serious accident. He shouted, doctor, doctor, I can't feel my legs. Doctor replied, I know you can't. I cut your arms off. Oh, wow. Two Eskimos are sitting in a kayak when uh, we're chilly. So they decided to light a fire in the craft. It sank, proving once again that you can't have your kayak and heat it, too. Hmm. There you go. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. These, unfortunately, you won't get unless you actually see them out. Apparently, one in five people in the world are China. Okay. Some of these are really good. Some of these, I, I don't yeah. think we'll, you'll get them over the... Yeah. Police arrested two kids yesterday. One was drinking battery acid. The other was eating fireworks. They charged one and let the other off. <laughs> Ireland's worst air disaster occurred early this morning when a small two-seater Cessna plane crashed into a cemetery. Irish search and rescue workers have recovered 1,826 bodies so far and expect that number to climb as digging continues into the night. (laughs) (laughs) This one, this one was like, oh, no. Oh, God. Question, who's who's the fastest reader in the world? (laughs) Answer, Eric Clapton's son. He went through about 53 stories in two seconds. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Eric Clapton's son fell out of a 53-story building and died uh, years ago in New York City. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call an anorexic girl with an STD? A quarter pounder with cheese. <laughs> oh, jeez. What's the smartest thing to ever come out of a woman's cock? I'm sorry, a woman's mouth. <laughs> That's funnier that way. I want, yeah. What's the smartest thing to come out of a woman's mouth? Einstein's cock. Nice. Let's see. What's the difference between Diane and Elton John? Oh, God. One's composing, one's decomposing. Let's see. Uh, a doctor who had just finished shagging one of his patients. Uh, when he said to himself, you know, this isn't right. I should, not, I should shag my own patients. Just then a voice in my head said, you don't worry about it. Almost all doctors screw their patients. The doctor felt a little better until another voice in his head said, and again, most doctors probably aren't vets. Oh. <laughs> Disturbing on so many And levels. finally, what do you call a lesbian with six fingers? Well hung. <laughs> <laughs> now, my, my buddy Pete did have one, too. I like that. And uh, his is uh, goes like this. 
Uh, it's a pedophile and a little kid. They're walking into the woods late at night. The little kid looks at the pedophile and says, Man, it's really scary around here. I'm, I'm kind of frightened. The pedophile looks at the kid and says, You're scared. I'm the one that's got to walk back out of here all alone. <laughs> so there you go. The best of Goomba Boy, ladies and gentlemen. Take a bow, Goomba. So there was no, unfortunately, there was no uh, quickening, but <laughs> there's that one. <laughs> yeah, I, Barry, that's the one I told her. The actual one that I, I did remember was two fishers sitting in a tank. One turns to the other and says, do you know how to drive this thing? That's the one I gave her. She thought it was funny. I thought of another one. What do you call a boomerang that doesn't uh, work? A stick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you have it. That's uh, solid. All right, so he is. Wait, hang on. Wah, wah. Scrub puppy just walked in. Did it just start? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Going overtime as always. He is late. I'm not late. Oh, he's yeah. He's late, as late. Shit. I've been drinking. No kidding. <laughs> he says he came on earlier and it was casually hardcore. If you came on four hours earlier, they don't go that long. Yeah, we were right after Casually Hardcore. I don't even, were they on, was Casually Hardcore live today or were they archived? I thought they were archived. Uh, Barry, you're in my headset. Uh, were they live or were they ar- archived? That was live today? Okay. Okay. I, I did not know. I, I had not tuned in. I was running late today because I had dinner. By the way, we made dinner and you didn't show up. I got pulled over. I know. That's why I told Mr. Mims, like, oh, I, I made him dinner because he's been eating here like the last two weeks. I'm like, he ain't showing up. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get out of here. It's after 9 o'clock. Stuff to do. So, yeah. So, Fire, what did we learn today? It's not really something I learned because I've experienced it as long as I've been a gamer. But gamers are giant, giant assholes and express (laughs) it in the most creative and dickish ways possible. Which I applaud. That means you. As long as I'm not on the receiving end of it. I learned that Disney is hiring uh, erotic artists for reasons that are not erotic, at least on the surface. I learned that Disney is hiring mediocre erotic that artists. Too, yeah. Let's see. I learned that Ashron's call and Target Age of Camelot, although their numbers are low, less than 10,000 and 5,000 respectively, are still active. I, I don't get that. That is crazy. That doesn't make any sense to me. I learned that you used to trade on your father's name to get out of speeding tickets. Damn right. I still got the... In fact, I'll show you the card before I leave. I still got it. Uh, Let's see. I learned the city of Pittsburgh still sucks, as does their pitching (laughs) and everything else about their sports team. I learned that some of your listeners are already addicted to a game that I'm rapidly becoming addicted to. Or are now becoming addicted because you showed them. You're welcome-o. I learned that apparently you're taking over my neighborhood because... Yours is in the you know hands of some strong man. I must counterattack. <laughs> I must. I need your neighborhood to build my assault. I've taken over the southwest part of Cleveland so I can take over the south back. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> there you go. Those are two vacation destinations if there are any right there. I learned I don't have to move 7,000 pounds tomorrow. Ah, that sucks. I don't want to do that. Although I think I'd rather trade places. I don't want to do an outdoor anymore. I learned that I should wear sunscreen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are a lobster. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, programming note, ladies and gentlemen. The Empress Court will not be here July, I think it is, the 29th. I will be in Baltimore. However, we do have some other things special planned, thanks to none left. So please tune in that night, as usual. I'm sorry, we're not even on Saturdays anymore, are we? No. Uh, it'll be July 30th. I will not be here. 
Mr. Clem and I will be in Baltimore attending Oticon. If any of you happen to be going to Oticon, and I believe there are quite a few of you, if you see me walking around, stay the fuck away from me. I don't like you. And it's kind of creepy. No, he'll be easy. Where he'd be easy to find. We actually have baseball jerseys, which I had your dad make up for us. Nice. Uh, so we'll be very easy to find, trust me. So stop by, say hi, shake a hand. Emperor and Mystic Mim on the back? Yes. Very nice. In fact, they'll grab one and bring it down. All right. The show. It's cool. Uh, Mechahawk actually wanted me, had one made up, and I sent it out to him in Tennessee because they like it. So Very cool. A couple of the guys have asked me to make them. I just, you know, they never sent me the money to have them done. So, my uh, father does not work for free. No, he does not. No, he, he does should not. He. So, and they were expensive. They're nice jerseys. They're yeah. teamworks. So, oh, I want a majestic, but he, those are major league jerseys. He can't get those. So. Yeah, those I don't are. Think anybody can. No, no one. It's real hard to get stuff like that. Uh, that's all we learned. That's most of it. We notes. I want to thank Barry for being the IRC Bitch and Show contributor today, filling in for None Left, who is MIA. Uh, I want to thank Nonewise for putting up our podcast for us as we get them completed and done down. I want to thank Hollander for once again ditching us. <laughs> We're, something's going to have to be done about our schedule. Of yeah, our, I, gotta... I'm not really sure what that's going to be. I have a sneaking suspicion, I know, and I don't like it. I agree. Uh, you know, we can talk more after, obviously, but yeah, right. it's... Because you definitely want to get him. It's it's just tough with his schedule, right? You know, it keeps flexing on us. And it, you know? he provides most of the comic segments. I mean, everything yeah. here is funny, but people really look forward to those. Hell, I do myself. And, oh yeah, you know, I love listening to the quickening. So Great. we got to figure out a way around that. We'll have to think about that. Well, thank you to Lister for tuning in. If it was for you, we would not be doing this. Want to thank our uh, sponsors, Audio Audible or Auto Audible Audiobooks. There you go. There you go. Let's see. I want to remind everybody to check out the home of Clan Builder, clan1g.net, our home, our clan. Check it out. If you want to join us in World of Warcraft, which is where we are back after a month of play, things are actually going well. I'm about to hit level 78 with my mage and 72 with my hunter. Very nice. I'm actually taking that computer apart tomorrow to You're see if to I can that get last back week, on. I thought. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff going on. Okay. You get that done. Uh, I, uh, dude, I'm, I'm coming back. By the way, I found out that uh, you can buy World of Warcraft in the Burning Crusade for 20 bucks. Really? If you re- are referred to by a friend, you'd use my email, you get uh, a experience and reputation bonus of, what is it, multiply by three. So if you get you get three times experience, I do and you do if we're within a certain um, area of each other. Will that apply if I already own the no. stuff but I'm resetting my account? Only okay. if it's a new account. Okay. I also get a mount. Because so I have, I already own rocket, everything so. but Cataclysm. Oh, you got Wrath Lich King? Yeah. Uh, I would not buy new content. Uh, I'm not fine. planning to. Okay. All right. yeah. But and if anybody is planning on doing that, use me as a referral. I'd like to get that two-person goblin rocket mount. Not to mention I can level up with you. I can level a new character. Because you get three times the freaking experience for 90 days. Nice. So you can go from like 0 to 80 pretty quick. All right. Having said that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is there anything else I'm forgetting? Uh, it's so. everything I can think of. Because wrath content is shit boring. Yeah, that's what I'm coming to find out. Agreed. Coming to find that out myself. So I'm gonna move it to Wednesday when no one can show up. I'm not going to move it to Wednesday. No, unfortunately, it's the option we were discussing is doing a podcast only, which would eliminate the live audience <clears throat> because, and to your to a degree, your schedule is pretty fluid too, although not as much. Yeah, I can I can fix my schedule. His is always fluid, right. which is the hard part. Um, you know, because no matter what day we pick, I'll make it work. Right. Uh, so, whereas with him, it's, it's just right now his boss and his job 
it's hard for him to have a consistent day, which sucks. Wednesday night, I think, would probably work for him as a consistent day. It will not work for me right? because come school time, <clears throat> my daughter has PSR, which is uh, uh, religious schooling for Catholics. Okay. I have to drive her there, and that's uh, like from 7 to 8 15. Naturally, yeah. So there goes the show. Not to mention, our overseas audience isn't going to stay up in the middle of the week to listen at 3 o'clock in the morning, Obviously. and who's going to blame you? Right. So that's out. So I, w- I don't want to do podcast only. Because if we do, then there goes the live audience. I agree. And, you know, the, the live audience does. I mean, the listeners bring a lot to the show. Yes, uh, they do. And I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you feel the same way, but I feed off their interaction a lot of the time. Um, you know, so it, it would yep. be tough. But on the other hand, Right now, it might be the only way to go for a little while, at least while things kind of settle down. We'll have to see. Of uh, those asking, we're on Coilfang server, on U.S. server Coilfang. We are on the Horde. Check out the Ember's Court forums on VTW or sign up at the website, our website. Find all the information you need. All right, folks, we got to get out of here. Bad manners are better than no manners at all. Hoorah! So long, everybody. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. I can't say goddamn on here. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. <laughs>